Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. Are you ready now? Oh, I'm sure there's some math. Tom. <laughs> Robert. Yeah. Well, all right, fellas. Well, that's how am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? So, here's the deal. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. Tesla. You don't even have Tesla. Yep. I remember that. You've got a Model X. seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. What? Ready? Who? It's... Talking Tesla 78. No. Yay! It's beginning to feel old. It's beginning to feel a lot like it's not Christmas. <laughs> it's not it's at all Christmas. spring. Spring? Can you say it longer? Sprung. I, I'm trying to do it like that guy who sells mattresses, you know? Your mattress is free. I hate that commercial. You know why? So much. Because he's never given out one free mattress. Because of course he's going to beat someone's price as opposed to giving it away for free. Of course. Has anybody ever thought about that? Are you Sounds the angry like Elon. One? No, you're the angry one again. I am the angry one again. Can Why? Can I get to it? Why? I'm going to do two things. Why? First of all, Tump is... Uh, Tump. Tump? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Tump is going to dump the mileage limits. Um, and there's a story here in the LA Times about how he got all the auto manufacturers together and they said, it costs too much to make cars go a long broom broom way and <laughs> we don't want to. Which uh, he's like, yeah, right, we're going to try and, you know, slash out those things so you can get five miles of the gallon. It's all good. <laughs> so this is why the show is so important. Tesla has to succeed because your government is not going to help you out. And your auto manufacturers, traditional, they're not going to help you out. So it's really up to Tesla to keep making a lot of cars. And so could you hurry up with the trucks? Could you hurry up with the Model Y? Could you hurry up with the minivan? Could you hurry up with the full autonomy? I will never buy any other car again, but I would just like to say one thing that makes me just slightly, slightly annoyed. Can you guess what I'm going to talk about? Oh, well, I can guess because it's on the paper right in front of me. Oh. However, the the nation mm-hmm. is on the, the edge of their leather-wrapped seats, I'm assuming. Nation, I love the Tesla, I love the Elon, <laughs> I love the cars, I love the X, except for one part of the X, and that's called the Falcon Wing Doors. Hmm. So uh, we've uh, piled up the car, all full of goodness. We're actually going, this is the truth. Uh I want to sigh after I say this. We're going to work in the homeless shelter. We're cooking for 70 people. We've got all the food in the car. Mm -hmm. We're ready to go. Yeah. And I try and close the falcon wing door, Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's closing, and then it says, no, you can't drive. Mm. Because the little clickety-click-click at the end doesn't go clickety-click-click-click. The latch? The latch doesn't do do latchy. (laughs) <laughs> so it goes beep, 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 doors open, doors open, open it, close it again, beep, 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 open it, close it again. Oh, drive out of the driveway, try and find level ground, beep, 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 beep. So we have to drive back into the house mm-hmm. and put all of the crap into the ice car oh. and drive it to the homeless shelter. Oh. If you put effing fucking wing doors on the Model the Y, I'm going to lose my poopy pants. They're not going to do that. I called Tesla on the weekend. This was on a Sunday. They haven't called back yet. It's now 8.20 on Monday. Now, I could have called the emergency line, but it wasn't an emergency. You called them on Sunday, and you think that they're going to call you back by 8.20 a.m. Monday I'm just saying, if you have fucking wing doors that don't work, you should have a 
fucking number to call on Sundays to get them fixed. Do you think like should be like, hey, thank you for calling Tessa. I'm your falcon wing doors representative. Uh, we uh, do you have latching issues, or did the door kill your grandmother? Dispatching or drone. What is the situation? Are you are you smashing pennies in your falcon wing doors, sir? How can we help you? I'm just saying. Okay, I'm the angry one again. No, I love Teslas. Mm. I love what we're trying to achieve here. Mm. It's all good. Don't put those fucking wing doors on the Model Y. Could you not get food for seventy in your Model S? Um, we had a lot of boxes and stuff. I may have been able to pull it off, but at that point, I was so agitated, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> which car to put it in. I was thinking we need to get out of here, and the Oh, King Wing Door won't let me go. So this would mark, I don't know, this is show 78. This would mark mm, the 78th time in a row that you started the show sort of a little bit on the edge. Is that what we're hearing? This is the fourth time the Falking Wing Doors have to get fixed. Is there the s- fourth time? Subtitle to the show called Talking Angry Ass Tesla. I don't know. I'd like to. I'm sorry that they're broken, though. That sucks. Robert's got more interesting things to talk about. Oh, Robert. Well, I was all over Capitol Hill, and I can say confidently I have not once, while in Washington, heard anything wrong with anyone's falcon wing doors. You probably didn't see one Tesla while you were there. Actually, I'm just a bill. Actually, I'll, I'm going to pull up a picture, and I'm we can only even put it on. The, I tweeted it, in fact. Uh, I, I was there, and I was like, wow, we've been driving for 10 minutes, and I haven't seen a Tesla yet. And then... I saw a Tesla. Well, I'll be better on both I sides. actually saw probably five Teslas while I was there, which what? doesn't seem like a lot, but that's outside of the Tesla showroom, which However, was across the street practically from where I was staying in the hotel. Inside the Beltway. That's outside right. the... What is the Beltway? Where the is The Beltway. That? That's like the Beltway. Yeah. It's like the thing inside around the Beltway, belt. outside the Beltway. It's I don't inside, know where the it Beltway is. is in anything inside of the, the D.C. area. Now, you look like a butler. I do look like a butler. There's a picture of a beautiful S with Robert standing next to it. He's a tall guy and he's in a wonderful sort of long coat. And he looks like (laughs) he's from the 19th century, but the car doesn't look like it's from the 19th century. Yes. In fact, I was wearing my – this is a French Navy trench coat. Are you a French Navy spy? No, but it's heavy and very warm and it was like – very cold in Washington. So tell us why you were in the ton that is wash. Stop it. He wrote it. Stop it. It was just fault. no one can it was hear to it. Trick you when he writes it, right? When when it's on the show notes <laughs> and and it and it stays if you write there. It, I'll say it. No, really? Yeah. Just Anything? At it. Whatever it is. <laughs> nice. Tom's going to start. Why clicking were you away. in Washington? I went to Washington. Yes. Because this was the gathering of the emergency doctors to try and impart some knowledge and experience and some stories upon our Congress people to keep them thinking about the people who have to go to the emergency room, which is basically everyone. And so this is a yearly event. Uh, it was unfortunately dashed by a, quote, blizzard. They actually shut the entire city down, all the metro, the day before. And uh, on the day we were supposed to be there, they said everything was going to be closed. And uh, by noon, it did not look that way. There was like maybe three inches, two inches of snow. The roads were clear. Wimps. I know. <laughs> this is sort of like a trend that I'm, I'm seeing, you know, lots of municipalities going over the top to shut things down because of some perceived weather phenomenon. They don't know what's going to happen, man. The weather comes in there. It could just have gone crazy. People That's, are out of their freaking minds. Have you seen That's the day true. after tomorrow? What? The day after tomorrow. Wednesday? 
the movie. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes, it I've seen it. I was trying to be funny. It gets super cold. Yeah. People Everything die. freezes. There's a vortex. It's a great yeah. show. Love it. Okay. I love any movie that has rocket ships. Rocket ships? Okay. Rocket ships and any good. movie where uh, everybody dies. But the but then no what everybody doesn't die in this movie. What's the what's one of the most exciting scenes in that movie? Uh when the giant wave comes through New York. When they go onto the ship, right? When everything's about I to freeze. I shipped my pants <laughs> in that episode. There's like a cruise ship or a, or a cargo ship that, yeah, that a goes Russian into cargo town. ship. And they, they, they go on there looking for food and medicine, right? Yeah. Because right. they're trapped in the library burning books like the, yeah. the, yeah, the like, fascists. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the wolves come. Yeah. A the pack wolves. of wolves. Yeah. That's the best exciting part of that movie. That's it? Isn't there – that's the end of your story? Well, there's a pack of wolves that there's turn a pack into of, wolverines? No, 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 no. They're just – they're on the ship, right? So they leave the safety of the library. They go onto the ship. The wolves are running it, and they're full speed, and they're rawr, growling, rawr, and slamming doors, and, and and they get out with the food and the medicine. Cool. Wow. Yeah. My yeah. favorite part of that movie is the girl dying of sepsis who's given an injection of penicillin. And gets better. That's not That's why they went on the ship to get the medicine. Yeah, just penicillin for her. I mean, penicillin and sepsis. <laughs> penicillin right. totally works on sepsis. Don't try to doctor this show up with your with your reality. What else did you do? So I I did not encounter oh, what, more? any pack of wolves. Not true. Not in the Hyenas. physical sense. And so <laughs> it was actually a really informative few days. Was it? It was. And, and the most interesting thing for me, beyond emergency medicine and making America uh, don't say it safe. Don't do it. From sepsis <laughs> and making sure we have emergency departments that are not full of people who have no health insurance because they have nowhere else to go. Not going to happen. One of, the, one of the congressmen who happens to be an emergency physician, Raul Ruiz. Al Franken. Good guy. He um, turns out he is on the, the energy committee, Ooh. the House Energy Committee, and was in a subcommittee meeting all about clean water mm-hmm. and our water infrastructure and what's going on with all the lead and the arsenic and the chromium and, mm-hmm. you know, do we need to fix our pipes? Do we? Do we? So let me guess. I listened to this audio that you sent. Terrible yes. quality. Terrible yes. quality. And Thank you, Tom. The beginning. Well, it's not <laughs> your. It it's not your fault. I, it's not your fault. You're you in know, a room with I, your recorder. You're I not, said, "Excuse not, me, Congress." No, no, no. I'm here from talking <laughs> Tesla. I need a front seat. Yeah, don't take it personally. You weren't attached to the board. <laughs> Settle <laughs> down, people. But you got just minutes of political speak. America needs to have clean water because clean water is important. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, I think we can all get behind that. <laughs> and so, of course, all these committees are run by Republicans, right? Because they're mm. in the majority. Yeah. And there was tons of – there were more Republicans on the committee than Democrats. And the entire testimony that I heard, 45 minutes, was our pipes suck. Mm-hmm. Our pipes are leaking. Mm-hmm. We're losing 15% of our water. Mm-hmm. 15% of our treated water. And so many people don't have – Drinkable water, mostly in rural settings, but in a lot of big cities. Yeah. Did you hear about what happened in, uh, I think it was Tennessee? No. They had like an entire uh, water main go out and half the city had no water. Do Teslas run on water? No, and you can't suck water out of a Tesla like you can electrons. But wouldn't that be cool? 
No. I can drink my no, Tesla. No, it absolutely would not be cool Tesla if I could suck be, water out of a Tesla. It would be like the holy grail. It could provide everything for you. So nevertheless, mm-hmm. all these experts got up and they mm-hmm. talked about how we need to spend like billions of dollars building back our infrastructure for clean water. And not a single one said, no, we don't need to spend any money. And I was watching the the leadership in this committee all like saying, yeah, it sounds like we need to spend a lot of money. And I'm thinking- In public. What- what about the whole shrink government? Get rid of government. Well, They're like they, I, they I'm need I'm gonna tell money. you a little secret, Robert. Yes, Tom. They told you what you wanted to hear because there are cameras and people in the room. Yes, and then they go back to their let's call them subcommittees. Well, this was more, a subcommittee, more private, more private, private yeah. conferences, like the closet. And they're like, <laughs> "Can you believe it? Those guys bought it out there. They think we're gonna fix the water." Yeah, they're not going to. Well, it's hard to do two things. One, fix the water by digging holes and paying people to do it. And Mm -hmm. number two, having clean water and cutting the budget. It's it's an impressive dance. Infrastructure spending. I think we can all get behind that. We just need uh, more than a trillion. We need four trillion. Can I talk about autonomy? Oh, Actually, before I go there, Tom, what did you do this weekend? Did you go see Beauty and the Beast like everybody else in the United States? No. Did Why you? Not? Because you have a bell cup in front of you. I'm staring across this table, yeah. and Mel mm-hmm. had to stop the show right before we got started, and he had to go get a sippy cup. I got a sippy cup. He's yeah. got a sippy cup, and it's got all the Disney princess. You got your Belle. You got your Cinderella. You got your uh, – oh, that's Ariel from The Little Mermaid. How the hell do you know who these what? people are? <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we stop talking about this and go back to autonomy? I a, had a daughter. A daughter. Yeah. That's how I know. Oh. Melvis. Because I don't daughter. know who any of these people are. And if are. you don't think I have seen every single movie made with princesses by the Walt Disney Company, you, my friend, would be incorrect. I just noticed looking at yes, this. Sir. So if you look at the faces of each of these princesses, yes. mm-hmm. they're all very attractive young princesses. Lovely. But if you actually had a person that had eyes that big, you'd be like, what the hell is wrong with that person? You want to Their know a eyes secret? are disproportionately enormous. So this is a thing that people in advertising do. We used to do it. You get the models, the supermodels, the lovely ladies. You take a photo of them. Ka-chee! You send that picture off to the retouchers. They outline the eyes and just make, make them a little bigger, bigger. A little bigger. And everybody's like, oh, look how beautiful her big old eyes are. Mm-hmm. It's all a bunch of hooey. A million years from now, we're going to have gigantic eyes, just like the Martians. (laughs) I don't think that's how evolution works. I don't think it's because you digitally enhance eyes that eyes actually grow. Now, if we no, there will be a survival advantage to people with gigantic (laughs) eyes. Oh, because people want to mate with the people with the big eyes, and then we'll all have big eyes. The survival advantage theorem. Can I talk about autonomy? Because we're about fifty minutes into the show, we haven't said anything. (laughs) What we've said a lot of things. Robert went to Washington and got uh, delayed in a. Giant storm. I don't think you have to summarize the crap that we just did because it's not worth it. Let's talk about autonomy. This is from money.cnn. Good news on the California DMV front. Good news, California. So for outsiders, California is quite large, big, and huge. It's got about 40 million people in it, maybe more. Its economy is uh, ranked at around the fifth or sixth in the world by itself without the rest of the United States, which might come into effect soon. Take that, suckers. One in eight cars sold in the U.S. go into California. That's too many. There's a disproportionate number of EVs in this place. If you've ever driven in this, there's Teslas and EVs. I don't like the word disproportionate. Well, proportioned to the rest of the country, we are dis. Thanks. (laughs) Now the DMV is lightening up its autonomous driving. For a while there, 
the DMV, which is the Department of Motor Vehicles here in the California, wasn't exactly sure what uh, to do with this sort of uh, self-driving stuff. But now they've come out and they've said, we're going to start treating self-driving cars and companies that have self-driving cars kind of like people. What does that mean? Well, he said, and this is the guy that runs the thing, Brian Stroblet. I think it's Souble. I like that. It's like uh, Brian Souble. Hello, I'm Brian Souble. And he said, uh, it's got to be a minimal test. It's basically seeing uh, that they have the skills to operate the vehicle. What? What? Are Uh, we in the French DMV now? What is happening? And, uh, you know, there's all this post-licensing discipline that goes uh, with getting a license. So we believe uh, that the same type of uh, structure is being established here. So what they're saying is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that, uh, okay, Tesla says, well, we want to drive uh, autonomously. And they're basically saying, <laughs> we want to. you can do that. Mm-hmm. But if you go crashy, crashy, too muchy, muchy, just like we would to a person, person, we're taking away your licey, licey. Is that like exactly how it's worded. Uh, it's like when exactly they get like the that. letter from Brian Souble, is it like don't crashy crashy too muchy muchy or we'll take away <laughs> your license license? license? You. <laughs> so this is really important because um, EVs are really important, right? But really, what matters is full autonomy because that is going to reduce the number of cars substantially, resulting in a substantial reduction in pollution. Substantially reducing a substantial amount. And so I think Tesla is in a fantastic position here because, as we're going to talk about in just a second. They appear to be way ahead on this. So if they can show that their cars are safe, then the DMV is going to be like, all right, go at it. But if they crashy, crashy, too muchy, muchy, Mr. Souffle is going to be on your case. <laughs> Ooh, souffle, like a chocolate souffle with a little cream sauce in there. Don't oh, slam the oven. So let's now talk about NVIDIA Why? and Bosch. Bosch. I, I want to see the list of what gets you thrown off the driver list. I think running over small puppies has been uh, – Published mm. in the past on this uh, series. You know what else Bosch makes? What? We're going to talk about Bosch in the video. Yeah. Bosch makes a autonomous dishwashing machine. Oh, autonomous? Yeah. It just washes the dishes all by itself. You put a cup in there, it washes it. <laughs> uh-huh. I put wow. my dishes Wasteful. in it and it just autonomously, by it, by itself, all alone, just washes my you dishes. just give it water. Uh, I think it. I have the same one. I close the door, I push the button. <laughs> if that's autonomy, I've got one Is it too. not? Uh, isn't that not what it's we're talking sort of about? Autonomous. I mean, I'm not physically. Like, I've it washed, actually dries them too? I've washed a dish before and it yes. feels like it's doing it for me. Wow. Like, just like I've driven and the car will drive for me. No, Mel? Nothing. Um, Tom, this article is from Teslarati, <laughs> and I'm just going to completely ignore your silliness. <laughs> Teslarati announced that Bosch Connected World Conference in Berlin, they had a partnership of, uh, of AI and supercomputing between Bosch and NVIDIA. And despite the positive outlook on self-driving that they're all talking about here, and they said it's all going to be great, mm-hmm. and they talked about you know uh, lots of things there, mm-hmm. here's what I want to get to. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA, which is in a Tesla... Mm-hmm. And Bosch, which is doing its AI, are coming out and saying, you know, in about seven to ten years, this is what the Bosch guy said, mm-hmm. we're going to have full autonomy. And that made me confused because NVIDIA, which is with Bosch, and they're saying seven <laughs> to ten years, is already in a Tesla. Mm-hmm. And Elon is saying seven to ten months for full autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I'm no math genius. Wait, no. But seven to ten years to full autonomy is very different than seven to ten months. Wait, hold on a second. So seven to ten years, that's, seven to ten months. That's, that's like, like almost ten times as many than, times. Uh, more than an order of magnitude. More than an order of magnitude. And Tesserati reported on January 24th the same thing. He basically said in six months we can have full autonomy. And if you look at the way auto 
Pilot 2.0 is coming around. They're adding stuff every two weeks or so. And yeah, by the end of the year, you could have full autonomy if this continues on. So please explain why one company is saying seven, ten years and Tesla saying seven to ten months. I, I don't really understand. I'm looking at your notes, though. A lot of things are in capitalization, so I do have a question for you. Why are you yelling at us when you I know, make your notes? It is funny when you read my notes and then they're in caps that it they're looks like I'm yelling. yelling. It You're definitely just like bold. It's like people listen to this show and they hear you yelling. And when we're preparing for the show, we hear you yelling. But I guess is maybe Bosch seems a longer timeline in terms of other companies putting the hardware necessary in for these cars. Maybe traditional car companies work with slim margins and the expense is greater. And you know what? The biggest question is, do folks want full autonomy? We want full autonomy because oh, we're yeah. like, oh, Tesla, 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 oh, full yeah. autonomy. But like, do I want Renault full autonomy? I don't know if I do. And I have never, not one time outside of this room had somebody walk up to me and be like you know what i'd like more than anything full autonomy uh tom they do with their dishwasher people don't know what they want Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to show them the day somebody gets in your car yeah and it's driving itself Uh all by itself and all safely and they're sitting next to you going what the hell is going on you're smoking a cigarette reading the newspaper and your car is taking you to work I want that. I have a perfect example of this. Yes. I have a, a lovely young lady who's on my curling squad. Yes. Yes. She's my second. Her name is uh, Jocelyn. Yes. She drives with me. I carpool. Yeah. I drive the Tesla because we go to Valencia. Yeah. Right. It's pretty far. And she is just like, why would I want to buy an electric car? And we have conversations week after week after week after week. And it's just, she just like, I don't want to stop and charge. And we're going to talk about an article about a lady who wrote about the bull in the EV. People just don't, they don't, they're scared. She's like, I just want to go to a gas station and charge my car in five minutes. Right. And and so this is what I'm talking about. People are not clamoring to be in some machine driving around, in my opinion. You know, let me just say this. Please. Have you ever had have you ever had an in and out burger? Yes. Okay. I know only not on Mondays, right? Not mean meatless Mondays, not during the week. We're trying to just do it on the weekend. Overrated. What? I haven't had one in a long time. But you had an in and out burger. Did you want another one like a few days later? Did you like it? Did you say, wow? That was a great burger. I think I'll go back for another In-N-Out burger. I mean, uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I like In-N-Out burgers, but I'm not clamoring for an In-N-Out burger. My son, if you asked him, he would eat an In-N-Out burger every eight minutes until he passed out and then every 10 minutes after. The point of my my little story here is that a lot of people are like your son. And if you have ever been, I'm sorry to our foreign listeners, if you haven't been to In-N-Out, come to the United States. Put that on your bucket list. It's a good burger. And the experience is very cool because there are people there. They're wearing the T-shirt. They are excited. They're sitting in lines with their cars going out the flipping parking lot to get a burger. I mean, there's like how many millions of burger places are there in the United States? And that place is always busy. Why? Because they made a product that people wanted. And the same thing goes for Tesla. When people start seeing like us sitting on the road with our iPads up, talking on the phone, playing chess, not even looking at the road ever. And they're going, whoa, those guys are sitting in traffic. They're doing all this stuff. They're not having to drive. That's almost like me going from no dishwasher to having a dishwasher. I want a dishwasher. 
I want an autonomous car. And when they see they can get it and they see the rest of us are starting to get it, it's going to sell like the cakes that are hot. You're like the guy that was like, why would I get a car when that horse is perfectly good? I didn't say I was the guy. (laughs) I said that there are the guys out there. That's what I said. They're out there. Why? I so remember people going when I first got my iPhone. Why would you need that thing? Really? Mm -hmm. And now those same people are like, oh, my God, if you take my iPhone away from me, I'll die. I get it. I'll totally die. I understand that. But it's so obvious that people are going to want these. It's intrinsically obvious. But we're only talking about eight years, right? That was the time frame, I believe, that we're we're discussing. So seven to eight months, right? right? That'll that'll roll out. And I don't know about you people, but we had autopilot, right? And then the Tesla giveth. And the Tesla <laughs> takes it away. <laughs> and let me ask you this, Johnny Squiggly line over there. Yes, How's sir? the autopilot working? All right. I'll give you an autopilot <laughs> story right now. I drove the X before the Falcon wing doors went all F-E. Aww. I drove it down to uh, a long way, took my son and his friends down to a running meet. Uh-huh. I basically drove the entire way on the freeway yes. and didn't touch the wheel. The... Uh, the hardware in the air in the X, which has the first type of auto original or, autopilot. Thank you. I'm, I never know what to call these damn things. It's gotten so good. It is so good. One camera. It stays. One camera stays right between the lines. There's no squiggling around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has gotten so smart. It's clearly learned. I'm like, dang, this is good. I get into my S with the squiggly lines, with mm-hmm. the hardware 2.0, and the tilt problem. It's a disaster. Mm. But I can tell you, hardware 1.0 is amazing. And I'm just thinking to myself, self. When hardware 2.0 gets as good as it can and starts using eight cameras instead of the one camera it's using mm-hmm. right now, yeah. holy schmoly Macaulay oil. Maybe I'll eight's just say, not better go. than one. Level five. Maybe eight's not better than one. Well, Level let's five. jump ahead to the letters, and I can't remember we'll get to who said this, but uh, there was a gentleman who said, look, uh, you know that there are people out there that are actually on the beta testing of fully autonomous driving, and he has a friend, and he got in his friend's car. Friend. And his friend said, check this. Take me to work. And the car pulls out of his driveway and drives down the road and drives to work without the friend touching the wheel. And he's like, oh, my God, this car is fully autonomous. Tom, it's coming soon. It's going to be great. People are going to want it more than they want In-N-Out burgers. But your question was, why is Bosch saying one thing and Tesla doing another thing? It's, again, because Bosch is talking about traditional, very slow-moving engineerical car companies that are working on slimmer margins. That's my opinion of it. Also, you know, it's a Tesla thing at the moment along with the ride-sharing companies, right? Who's excited about this? The Tesla? Yes. The Uber? Yes. The Lyft? The Mel. And the the Mel, right? And Uber and Lyft, they want to get rid of those pesky drivers because they take home Salaries. Stupid things. (laughs) Salaries. And they feed their children. Children. (laughs) I'm thinking forward. I got a letter. Uh It said, your Model S is ready. What? Yeah. What? It's all built. Did they say it has wavy lines? Just out of curiosity. Uh, If it has wavy lines, I'm going to leave it at the factory. I'm not even going to take it home. (laughs) Really? Yeah, for sure. But I don't expect I don't believe them. Do you believe them? What I want to do is I want to be picking it up at the factory after my tour. So you're going to Fremont again? Yes. I'll be a little bit hungry <laughs> after my tour. It's going in and, and I'm going to say, Tesla, take me to In-N-Out Burger. And kaboom. 
I can eat. I don't have to worry about spilling and all that nonsense because do I have to even watch the road when I get back on the freeway? You know there are better hamburgers on the planet, right? Uh, of course there are, some better ones. Five Guys is very good. We could go through it, but I don't eat hamburger much anymore, so I don't care. Hey, can I ask – can I uh, tell you why I'm also no. a little angry and more sad what? than anything? More sadness? I really had this revelation. I've been having this sensation of I don't feel right in my soul. (laughs) And I realized (laughs) I'm driving around the S and it's got the squiggly lines. And I'm feeling a lot of uh, buyer's remorse. Oh. A lot of buyer's remorse. For both cars too because you have wings and you have waves. Wings and waves. Well, with the S, I'm like, why did I get a new S? And it was because of full autonomy, which is not great. Not even working partially right now. (laughs) So that's making me angry. Mm -hmm. But the reason I jumped is because I believed in my soul that you wouldn't see the Model 3 for a very long time. time. And every report that comes out that says, I could get one this year, makes me think, if I just had have waited eight or nine months, I could have got a 3. And the reason I want a 3 and not an S is because I just want a smaller payment and full autonomy. Did Mel make an oopsie? made an oopsie <laughs> and i don't know if i can get out of my um lease they might hurt me when i try i'm just saying i've got some issues you know we could help we you continue Mel? On? we could help you how when you get your model three yes the three of us we could take a sharpie and instead of signing the bumper sticker we gave somebody yes. we could just sign on the inside of your driver's door yeah. make it the famous talking tesla car yeah. with wavy lines <laughs> yes. and someone might actually buy they it from you i wonder if yes. there's anybody out there with a freaking scorecard so this show mel doesn't want an s wants a 3 <laughs> last show uh-huh. mel wanted to keep his ass and maybe wasn't going to get his three. Uh-huh. Show before that, I have no freaking idea. He was in Hawaii. <laughs> Excuse me, my friend. There's a, uh, You know what? I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm going to. <laughs> Are your medications like at all around <laughs> whatsoever? It's funny you should say that. <laughs> Robert, uh, could you write me a prescription? Yeah. Hold on. I get it a prescription. You are literally the most up and down person about this Model 3, Model S, Model 3, Model X. Person. I'm, I'm going to write your prescription now for Impichara. Impichara, thank there you. you. I don't know what go. that is, you doctors. It's a, it's a drug to help you with your Trump uh, obsessive compulsive disorder that oh. I have. Yeah, I don't. It's you're going to need to double the dosage on that one, my friend. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly full autonomy, but electric has uh, a little article here that says Nissan is launching a new car sharing service. It's a two-seater EV. It's got a fleet of 25 vehicles. They go about 50 miles an hour for a total of about 62 miles. They're doing short hops in Yokohama. Uh, It's a private-public effort. It's not full autonomy, but I think it's interesting that uh, you've got these little tiny EVs. They're called Twizzies. Twizzies. And so I think we're going to see more of this. And just as we spoke with John Bergerson ages ago about right. what what is the right vehicle for most people most of the time. It's not a big S or an X or even a Model 3. It's a tiny little one or two-seater that zips around that's is electric it? and autonomous. That's is it? Because that's the other thing you yeah. do. <sighs> if anybody out there is paying attention to this show, yeah, I would like them to write me a letter. And because what? I just don't understand this man over here. He is very confusing. I need a safe car, and now I want a car with barely any doors on it, <laughs> driving around. And if you look at this electric order, the car is cool. Yeah. I get it. Cute, sweet. If I had a golf resort kind of situation, <laughs> if I was driving around Venice, for instance, and there were right. streets and not water, thin Absolutely. Italian alleyways. Sure, yes. But every single photo 
It's on this little tiny tight street in Japan. Did either one of you happen to notice what's missing from any of these photos? Uh, well, of the cars? Probably five in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People and other cars. <laughs> I've never in my entire lifetime seen an empty picture of a Japanese street. That's because oh. Japanese people tend to follow the rules. They're very organized. And I'm sure somebody was there saying, all right, everybody go back inside. Wait five minutes. We're right. going to take a picture. Right. But they also invented the Land Cruiser. Yeah, the they? Toyota Land. Yes, the Toyota Land Cruiser. Gobble, gobble, so, can you imagine gasoline. driving down the streets of Yokohama in your Twizy, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Land Cruiser Prado comes and just destroys you? I mean, this is sort of a pre-entry car to the world of autonomy. I think pre, they're just a pre-entry. Yeah, car? because we don't have autonomy. We don't have people who are interested in getting into something that looks like basically a motorcycle with four wheels. I mean, this thing is small, but to the point. How uh, like, yesterday were you on the freeway? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you look at the cars around you? Yes, sir. No, I had my eyes closed. How many cars had one person in them? Or All of them. Two persons. Mine had two. Yeah. So the vast majority of cars have one or two people. What if we stuck those people instead of in a three thousand, four thousand, five thousand pound big thing moving around? If we have autonomy, ninety percent reduction in crashes and injuries etc what if we just put those people into a much smaller car and that's where i heard it was from eric bergeson are you buying eric, a twizy these will fit you won't need to buy these things these things are going to just be there They'll you're going to just be there for you man. it's going to be cheaper i just can't keep up with you too. it's going to be cheaper <laughs> than the parking meter to go and get your groceries go shop for this oh, go the get parking meter i'm gonna go forward cheaper than i beat a parking ticket one parking oh, ticket would hole. pay Here for this car for no, a month. No, it's fine. Forget it. No, rat hole. No, it's fine. Tell us how you beat your parking I ticket. I beat a parking ticket. I went to a parking meter. I was meeting you the last time I met you okay. for dinner, uh. right? And I parked my car on the street. I was running a little bit late. I, I tried to put my credit card in the credit card thing, and there was something in there, and I couldn't do it. I was like, screw it. It's broken. And I went Took into off. the restaurant, came out, a uh, ticket on the car, yeah. took a video of me trying to put my credit card in the slot that yes. was broken yes. right with, and with your iphone right of course yes the, the ubiquitous tool ago, ubiquitous. Go on. Yeah. and then i got i went home and i looked up the the dot org la city parking blah 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 yeah. put in my information there's a place to upload media right upload yeah. media so mm -hmm. i uploaded my video to it and i got a letter the other day saying uh you're you are correct sir your parking meter was uh was not working properly your ticket is forgiven thank you very much high five I like very nice. Yes, very I beat the, the ticket. Now, Screw the man. Um, <laughs> and so that uh, money that was going to go to infrastructure is not going to go to Oh, that's what you think parking ticket money goes to. Now we want to talk about the gas tax money again? Oh, uh, We're going to talk about taxes later on. And so much talking of tax, I don't care. Here's a money race. This is from Tesla Rati. So, Hold on. Tesla, last week. Hey, Google. What's Tesla's stock price today? As of 11.51 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, the price for Tesla shares is $262.84 on NASDAQ, up 0.51% from last Friday. That's after the raise. Raise the roof, Elon, and that is after, yes, that is after they released $1.15 billion. So I don't know if you people know, but uh, Tesla's building this new car. It's called a Model 3. It's going to be fairly expensive <laughs> because they're going to build a lot of them. And it turns out that when you have a car company, you mm -hmm. require a lot of cash. What? It's what we call a cash burn. They need some more cash. So they raised $1.15 billion in stock offerings, $250 million in common stock, $750 million in convertible notes. And I say, what the hell is that? 
That's debt. Plain and simple. Excuse me? It's debt. On the books, it looks like debt. So if you look at the notes, a convertible note is a short-term debt that converts into equity, typically in conjunction with a future financing round. In effect, the investor would be loaning money to a startup, Tesla, and instead of a return in the form of principal plus interest, the investor would receive equity in the company. So in instance, you give us $750 billion today. Million. million, sorry, thank you, Robert, $750 million today. And the next time we raise a whole crap ton of money, we're going to give you some more stock. It's convertible. It's debt that's convertible into equity. Why don't they just sell stocky stocks for $750 million? Excellent, excellent question that a lot of folks are asking. Why not just put the debt on the books? Instead of doing this, because, again, it's debt on the books, and I think that probably makes it more difficult in the future to raise money, right? So if you think about the next round of of, of money raises, they're going to be like, well, but you already have $750 million in debt. And you're going to be like, no, I don't. I've got $750 million in convertible notes. Right. It's sort of legal financial flim flam. Yeah, it's the same. It's basically now, the same Now, would you do it because, thing. look, I need $750 million. I don't want to sell you $750 million worth of stock because I believe that the stock is going to go way up. I'd rather just give you yes. $750 million with a tiny payment or tiny interest. I'm keeping the stock because I'm so sure the stock's going to go up. It's going to be worth trillions of dollars. So short term, you're not diluting your stock by right. another $750 million as far as your Tesla is concerned. And, and they're sort of hoping that by the time they have to convert these, they will have made much, much more money out of that. It's a game. It's a scam. At the end of the day, it's debt, plain and simple. It's backed by equity, which equals equals shares of stocks. That's what it is. Well, Elon is buying $25 million in common stock, Why? and now he's going to have $100 million in common stock. And I don't know what any of this means, but some people think this is great. And some people think this is bad. So when I read the commentators who supposedly are financial experts, mm-hmm. half of them say, this is great. Uh, they need the money. This is the way to do it. And the other half are saying, oh, this is all crap. What's going on here? Hmm. And I don't know. Financial experts, not so much. Well, just in the last week, the mm-hmm. price of Tesla has increased like 5%. It's, it's a roller coaster. Pretty though. significant. So if you think about it, from the time they announced the convertible note mm-hmm. till now, mm-hmm. they have to give fewer shares of stock mm-hmm. at the end of this this convertible note lifetime. That is correct. And likely it'll continue to go up because people right. are just continuing to be rabid over Tesla. Rabid. We talked about uh, how much money they have in the bank. They have about $300 million in the bank, but apparently that's not enough money to get the Model 3 up and ring. So they need $1.15 billion. You remember how much they're going to increase the size of the Fremont factory? Like by a ton? I mean, if they're going to make 300,000 cars, they have to buy 1.2 million tires. Well, I you mean, know what they're trying to do that no. Robert talked about a few weeks ago? No, is I get didn't. it to the point where you buy your Model 3 yeah. and they build them so fast so that fast. you get the cash or Tesla gets the cash in hand before they have to pay the suppliers. Meaning that they're basically building these cars on your money without debt, or they're they, building they can it, on, get it to that. They're building it on the supplier's, the bank's credit. Money. Yeah, the supplier's Sup- credit, and then your are, financer when you finance the car. Suppliers are giving them like fifty-four days of net credit, and they're thinking they can put out cars in thirty days and get them delivered 
and paid for before the 54 days. But that's only for some of the items in the car, right? They still have to buy the steel. They have to buy all that other stuff. They have to buy, the they have to buy other stuff, They have I to guess. buy robots. They have to buy coffee but creamers. I've learned one thing. Just one thing? One thing. In only your whole one life? Thing. No, from the show. Here, oh, okay, here, you good. ready? Yeah. You know how you make a billion dollars in the car industry? Start with two billion. No, start with ten or fifteen <laughs> billion. It turns out it is a yeah, but if you're cash a, eating machine. But if you're actually making one billion, that's a ten percent return on equity. So let's say you have ten billion dollars and you make one billion dollars. That's a ten percent return. It's not bad. That's a lot of money. I'd rather just keep the ten billion to begin with and put it in the bank at three percent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the main reason you, we don't have ten billion dollars, right? You're like, right. I think that's the that's the crux. Because I got news for you: if someone today handed me five million dollar, five million, very small M, yeah, and maybe that's not a very small amount of money, you would never see me again unless I had a golf club or possibly a gin and tonic in my hand. Yeah, I wouldn't be going out. <laughs> And investing in something high risk in order no, to make there'd be none of six that. million. I would be investing in Titleist Pro V ones. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I'm thinking, you know, everybody complains and bitches about how Tesla's no. got this ama- amazing cash burn, and why are they keep oh, raising money, more money, more money, and they're not making more cars, more cars, more cars. And I happen to be looking at the Tesla Master Plan this weekend, and I'm just pulling up a picture and showing it to the boys. Master Plan. This is from page six of the Master plan from december and it shows a picture with a lot of green and this is not park that's money that is money because that's our <laughs> buildings that are going to be built all around the Fremont Numi factory. Mm-hmm. And that's going to like essentially double the size of Tesla, maybe even more. And we'll talk about this in a little bit when we get to the Tesla parking lot. So uh, that lot. plant, which is going to become an alien dreadnought, I believe will be fully functional and be able to walk and take over the planet. I am functional. Welcome to Fremont. Let's talk about- I am the Tesla <laughs> bring, factory. Bring me all your dishes. I will clean all I wash your dishes. dishes. <laughs> This is a master plan is to create a I'm not giant sure. car dishwashing machine. I really am not sure how I started with the whole dishwasher thing, but hey, it is funny. Let's talk about Model 3 <laughs> deliveries. This is from CNET. Now, there was a private investor call, and this was actually reported by Electric, but somehow I found it on CNET. And you got <laughs> and invited, right? You got invited, right, Mel, for talking Tesla? They called you uh, said, no, we'll would you get, like to be we'll, on the investor call? We'll get to that. Delivery of the cars is where investment is needed because we don't – Want to, and this is important, increase the number of delivery centers by two to four times. That's the voice of Elon Musk. Note people uh, who are not near a delivery center, they don't want you to be near one, apparently. (laughs) So that needs to get super streamlined. And that means instead of taking an hour, right now, if you go get your S or your X, it takes about an hour. Here's the car, and here's how you turn on the windscreen. Oh, my God. It it takes freaking ever. Big bow, I already have one. Can we just move this along? Big bow. Yeah. You had a bow, not me. Big red bow. And they say, we need to get this delivery time down to five minutes. How are they going to do that? They're basically going to have instructional videos. So Robert's getting a Model 3, and they send Robert the email. Yeah, you get the Model 3. Give us your money. Now, uh, give us your license and uh, sign these forms here and send them back to us. Now, watch these five videos because when you get there, all we're going to do is tap you on the head, hand you the keys, and say, get the hell out because we've got 400,000 people behind you <laughs> and move it. So they think they can get it down to five minutes. And this is what I want them to do. Send me the link. Send me the paper to sign, and then autonomously send that over to my house because I don't need to see you people. I was thinking the same thing. I can make it zero minutes. Just give me the car at my house. Send it over. I will plug it in. Just charge it, polish it, and send it on its merry little car way. 
That's all I need. But they could have some bugs on it because it's driving to you. I don't care. Yeah. They don't know if it's going to get hit by something on the way. I hope it doesn't, or it gets but a we'll see it on the cameras. Ding on the windshield from a rock. Yeah, again. And? And, and your point is? <laughs> and you could drive it for a week and mess it up yourself and then say, hey, Tesla, this is how you delivered it to me. No, you would have to do a, like, a got-to-your-house confirmation. Push this button. Walk around your car. Push this button. If everything looks a-okay, or we're not going to let you start your car. We're going to send it back to the service center situation, right? I don't particularly – the Tesla people are lovely. Don't get me wrong. I don't particularly need to sit there for an hour with a bag with, with a pen and a mug and a whole bunch of papers and a guy telling me, this is how you turn the seat back, and this is how you open the roof, and this is called a frunk. This is a perfect opportunity for both of you gentlemen. <laughs> you both craft amazing medical information online. Mine's better. In person. And this is the perfect opportunity. Tesla needs to reach out to you. You've already got a proven track record to create the, like, you know, here are four videos. We want you to watch them. We're going to give you a little test at the end. You pass the test, you get the car. And you get the car without wasting time. The only problem is that uh, my videos would be full of poopy jokes, and <laughs> I probably wouldn't accept. And the other problem is if Tesla's heard this show even once, that is the likelihood of that happening is the likelihood of this planet currently being terraformed by alien bodies. Yes, I watched Arrival yesterday. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've heard of the yin and the yang, right? The black and the white and all. This is the underside to the overside of the medical education that Melon. The underside to the oversight. Yes, because Do you have any idea we what are, that means? We no. are not the example no. that should be used, but we balance the fantastic education that you can get if you go to the upper side. You know, there's a better way to do the delivery. How? Not delivering me a car at all, but having it just sort of in an autonomous fleet that I don't own that I can just rent when I need it. Wow. Sounds lifting. It's coming soon, Tom. It's coming soon. Let's talk about the Well, bye-bye. they only have three and a half months to work this whole oh, damn that is thing a, out. So That is a good point. They have three and a half months, so somebody better fire up the instructional videos. You know how they're going to fix that in three and a half months? They're not. They're, they're not. not. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We're, they're going to start in three and a half years. Pardon me, Tom, because of what we talked about with the Model <laughs> 3, the Model S, my anxiety, my uh, uh-huh. should I have waited. Yeah. Part of me now wants them to not deliver the uh, 3 this year. What is and wrong to with delay you? two years. <laughs> so within it this might upset very a few show. People, but for me, for me, <laughs> for my psychology, I hope they're really, really late. So for in this very show, you've changed your mind. I need a Model 3. <laughs> I want to get rid of my Model S. And now I want them to deliver. I have been consistent on one point. The car I really want is a Model Y (laughs) without Falcon Wing doors. But by the time that comes, I'm not going to need a car because everything's going to be autonomous and it's just going to be Tesla network and I'm not going to need a car. So let me run the timeline for you just in case you're not wondering. You're wondering what's going on out there. He bought an S. He had a perfectly serviceable S. It was good. He bought another S because he wanted (laughs) autopilot and he was afraid that the Model 3 was going to be two years down the road. Yes. Mm. And so now he has an S that has wavy lines. And now he wants a Model 3, but he doesn't really want a Model 3. He wants a Model Y, which as mm. of, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, if or in, in the making it's, of this show for the last 70 weeks, it, it actually hasn't been announced yet. Like vapor? It doesn't exist. Wow. 
I saw renderings <laughs> of it just this week. No, these were not Tesla renderings. These right. were like, uh, this is what it could be. And, and that is what me it that could there are be. pictures on the internet of what? the Model Y that aren't actually pictures of the Model Y? There are all yeah. kinds of pictures on the internet that are not what they pertain to be. I did see no. a beautiful, and I think I've talked about it, a beautiful rendering of the Model Y with sliding doors. Yeah, and I'm like, Elon, make that. Yeah, Elon the Chrysler said, Pacifica of Tesla. Elon said Falking. I know. He's Falking crazy. Look, uh, Electric has another little article here, and it says, bye-bye 60-kilowatt battery. April 16th will be the last day to order a 60-kilowatt-hour Model S. So if you want it, get your order in. Tesla said most people, and this is interesting, most people are upgrading to the 75 anyway. They don't say at the beginning or afterwards. Right. And uh, they want to streamline the ordering process because it's just so difficult to uh, have a 75 that's uh, software, you know, limited. limited. So that makes no sense to me. Um, but maybe this has something to do with furthering the gap between the Model 3 and the Model S. You I think? Don't... Yeah. I guess if you're just not selling a lot of 60s, then there's no point in offering it. I, I think get they that. were just trying to get people to pop for a 60 a year ago when the 3 was a year and a mo- and three months to yeah. a year and nine months away. So a lot of people did, and then they upgraded because they wanted more range. Of course, everybody's going to pull whatever bits they can out of their pocketbook to get that extra battery. But the problem is, how does this affect people in foreign lands— it, where they have huge duties and luxury vehicles. <laughs> I <said> duty. <laughs> huge duties. <laughs> That's a chill. Thanks, chill. Let's on. keep us right down here uh, on the underside. I don't know why Tesla doesn't want to use us to make their videos. Duties. It's weird. <laughs> At least you'll keep people entertained. That's well, right. And we in America have pretty big duties as well, you know. Anyway, so I, I don't know how that affects folks in the foreign lands who have to pay these luxury car taxes, et cetera. So I'm concerned for them. But at the same time, you know, this gives us opportunity to opine about what will be the batteries that are offered. So we have a 100 kilowatt model S and X. Kilowatt hour, yes. Kilowatt hour. We have a 90 kilowatt hour model S and X. Yes. I heard from someone who is on the inside that they're going to maintain the 90 for some time to come. Some time. Well, he did say like, he thought we were getting close to the tippity tops with the 100. True. Like two years? Why? So I don't I, understand. I figured it out. You figured out why? I figured it out. Why, why we're keeping the 90. Uh-huh. Why? And the 100. Why? I figured it out. Why? Do you want to know? Yeah. Is that why you keep asking me why? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. Because... Why? They are going to have these new batteries. So I'm Tesla. They're going to have these 2170, the 2170 okay. batteries, right? They're going to have these new batteries, energy dense. They're they'll need less of them, sure. right, to make a 90. Yeah. Less, also cost less. Yes, right. The hundred, they'll need less. Again, less, cost less. So right. they can and will make the same battery pack with maybe a little better range, with less cells, making. The ability to make, A, more packs in the same amount of space and not degrade things. And they'll cost less because there's less units of equipment and lithium within that battery pack. Thank you very much. Boom. Well, that's all true, but that still doesn't mean why would you have a 90 and a 100? It's too close together. If you're going to do this and simplify, just have a 75 and a hundy. Yeah. You don't need a 90 in the middle there. Yeah, just a 75 and a hundy, and then have a 125 for Mel. 75 and a hundy. Maybe they will get rid of the 
that. I don't know. If you look back for the last few years, there was the 40, the 60, then the 60, 75, then the 85, then the 90, the 100. It's all over the map. And I think that Tesla is somewhat of an experimenter. They are doing this as a work in progress. So I think they're going to maintain those two. I trust my source. But when they start pumping the 2170s into the S and the X, at that point, they're going to say, hmm, is it worth it to do this? And they're going to just continue to make decisions sort of on the fly, but it's based on what's going on all to maximize sales, maximize profit, and move this juggernaut forward so that we have a lot of EVs. So you'll probably get a 60 and 70 watt kilowatt hour Model 3. Right, those two options seem to be the most likely. I think it'll be less. I think it'll start at a forty, or you can have a forty, or a fifty, and then you can upgrade to a sixty or a seventy. I think it's easier to think about in terms of range. They're going to have like a two hundred and fifty mile range car. They're going to have a three hundred mile range car, and they might at the top end have a three hundred and fifty mile range. So you think they're going to have three battery options on the simple Model Three? Robert's going to raise his hand, and he's going to say. I think they're going to have three battery packs, period. That's what he just said. That wasn't exciting. Like 50, 75, 100. In a a year from now, I think they're going to have three battery packs. And what's most important- Point your finger at me. I want to see, Tom, your GIF. You made a a GIF or you made a picture- I did. Where you overlaid exactly an Mm -hmm. S over a three. I did. And the wheelbase- was like the same, wasn't it? Yes, sir. So they could use the same battery carriage, the same battery box- under both cars. Might be no, narrower. No, you can't because Elon specifically said it won't fit. Might the be, current battery pack be narrower. will not fit because it's narrower. Mm. It might be the same length, but it's narrower. Well, they maybe specifically just... said they can't do that. Yeah, well, but if they have the smaller cells or the, the, the bigger cells that carry more energy, they might be able to fit it into the same box so that on an S or an X, it'll be a narrower box, but the same wheelbase box. So let's say they and can so... get... A hundred kilowatt hour battery in a Model Three. What kind of range would that have? Four hundred at least. He said is my no guess. for that, but yeah. Oh come right. on, so that would be so good. Base is the fifty, which gets you two hundred and fifty miles. Mm-hmm. You can have a seventy-five, uh-huh. which gets you over three hundred miles, mm-hmm. and you have your Hyundai in the Model Three that gets you over four hundred miles. But it's Ka- really bam! Pricey, I buy that car. But it's really. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm very very confused by you. Okay, so the you- Model Sixty, the sixty kilowatt. Our model is gone, and they're going to end. And Tesla says most people upgrade to the 75 uh, anyways. But I have a question yeah. for you two gentlemen. We have had many people call and be like, I software limited at the high voltage end or the low right. voltage end or whatever. And can would I be able to software limit my 75 if I wanted Tesla to do that? Because, A, I want to charge to full range faster. Like, is there any reason that I would want to to limit it myself. Say, Tesla, you know what? I buy the 75. Here's the money for the 75. But I think that the 60 is just better. No one's going to do that, right? That's ridiculous. I don't think so. Depends. What if you are giving the car to someone else to drive? Like your cousin is going to borrow it for a month because mm-hmm. their car is in the shop. Or you're going to put it on the Tesla network and let it drive around. Would you not want to preserve your battery by putting a limit on how much charge it can get? So when the person orders up your car and they want to go from LA to Redlands the, or whatever. To, Random. I guess wherever <laughs> wherever the difference is between a uh-huh. 60 and a 75. Okay, I got it. Yeah. You don't want them going that far because you don't want to tax your battery that much mm. or you want an extra premium for them to go that much farther and actually 
tax your battery. So I think it's kind of a specialized thing. You can limit them, right? Remember, yeah. I took a drive in a Tesla back in December, I think it that was. That was that demo one that had it all was. of the options. And you could go from a 100DL all the way down to a 60. But that was about performance. Was it, was it about? It was about every, I think it was about everything. It was about, but it wasn't necessarily about battery capacity. It was about how much the battery energy could transfer to the motor because it was trying to give you an idea of how the performance on those was. No? I don't know. All right. But it does make sense if you could easily software limit your car yourself and in you're in that specific circumstance. I'm leaving it for cousin Bruce over here. But if I give him 75, <laughs> guess what he's going to do? Every day he's going to charge it all the way up to 75 because he's been a pain i've never liked that guy bruce so i'm just gonna hey, software limit him myself to 60 so he can't Australian. you know degrade my battery but i don't think it's gonna be big but i ask you this question Thomas oh goody, it's a question for me you yes? have a 60s uh-huh. if there was a 75 in there would you drop the bank and turn it up to a 75 mm. yes Thank you. That's why they're not doing it anymore because everybody <laughs> wants more range. That's why they need to put a bigger battery in. Oh, wait, actually, actually, we have to have a follow- mile range. Can you ask me a follow-up question? How much would it be? Uh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> it's only going to be $3,000. And I'm going to get another 50 miles? Yeah, at least 50. 40, 40 50. I'm going to say 50. 50. 50 miles. Yes, I'm going to do it. Thank you. Because range is still a big deal, and that's why maxing it 100 is wrong. They need to max it. Uh, maybe 500 miles. But didn't I've he, said this consistently. But didn't he One say thing that? I've been consistent about is my inconsistencies. <laughs> I've always said I want a 500 mile EV. But didn't he say that he's that 120 is probably going to cap it out? No, he said 100. 100. But there 100. was this sort of thing in software that somebody scooched around and found like the 120. 120 kilowatt hour right. battery. But again, as you, if Tesla's a business, and I believe and, that uh, it is, they are. Right. What you want to do is reduce the cost. What's the most expensive cost that all EVs run into? And what's the barrier to entry for most people to those cars? The cost of the battery. So, again, if he can get the same out of less. Yeah, but you do that. But you don't stop it at the high end. You say, okay, Mel, you're an idiot. You want a (laughs) 500-mile range EV? I'm going to give it to you. You're going to pay a premium because you are an idiot who's going to have it sitting in his garage and not using most of the time but if you want to and we'll take a little profit from you why wouldn't he there are more because idiots of than me manufacturing i'm not the only idiot that will pay for it i'm gonna get a t-shirt for you that says i'm not the only idiot i uh. bet you they'd sell a lot now i was actually on the tesla site looking at range and i was looking at the uh 100d mm-hmm. and i was playing with the range thing mm-hmm. and they already have a 400 mile tesla because it turns out if you put 60 miles an hour and you're not running the air conditioner then the 100 Gets about 400 miles in estimated oh, range. Oh, so if you decide to not actually drive it. Well, if you drove like grandma, you could get 400 miles out of that puppy right now, today. You're not driving on LA freeways. I'll tell you that right now. People will kill you. Let's talk about the Tesla parking lot because there are new Instagram pictures and I want to hear about them. They paved paradise and put up the Tesla parking lot. I like your... Uh I like your sort of like <laughs> new moniker oh, yeah, for the Tesla parking lot Instagram I renamed page. it. It's, so right now, it's if you go to Instagram, it's called Tesla parking lot. Boring. Yeah. What they should call it is boots and booze because all it is is pictures <laughs> of cars booted and booze on the ground. <laughs> yeah. This week, we've got a vodka bottle emptying out onto oh. the asphalt and it ain't no 
uh, gray goose. It's the bad types. And they've got a, te- a, a car, a car that's been smashed in the back with like a chain bike lock <laughs> assembly to try like, and close the trunk. There was like a kryptonite lock yeah. wrapped around the wing. Yeah. And a chain running to like underneath it to keep the trunk closed. Hey, this is like a fixer kind of person. <laughs> this gal or guy, they're MacGyver. And Tesla that's, engineering. That's who I want fixing my car. Yeah, that's why the Falcon Wing doors. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. Looking at the Instagram feed shows you why my Falcon Wing doors doesn't work. There is so much alcohol being consumed. This is why we need to remove the humans from the uh, Giganaut. Oh, my God. The Giganaut. <laughs> The Guggenheimen. And then there's the bike. Get the humans out of the- The uh, dreadnought. Thank you. Get the humans out of my Falcon (laughs) Wing doors. The dreadnought. And out of your camera alignment. Let's talk about the Bard extension to Warm Springs. Now, I was like, who cares about Warm Springs? And it turns out that must be really close to the factory because- it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it is, it this, must be. This may be the uh, sort of the end, the beginning of the end for the Tesla parking lot. No, so we, those people are bringing it to another level, Robert. This little BART station is not getting rid of any of the booze and the bo- and the boots. Well, maybe there will be more booze on the BART on the oh way to Just the Tesla factory. Hammered on the way to work, throwing oh, pop-off out the window. So the BART is a, it's called the Bay Area Rapid Transit. If you've never been to the Bay Area of Northern California, it runs all around from like the, from the San Francisco airport up into San Francisco, across the bay in a tunnel under the bridge, the Bay Bridge. And it goes to Berkeley and all the way north to Richmond and all the way down to Fremont and then stops. And it's Fremont aways from the Tesla factory. And they have... Tons of rail lines that run all the way down to the Tesla factory because if you look at the old Numi pictures, the trains used to come with tons and tons and tons of steel and all kinds of parts for the car manufacturing and take the cars away. So there's lots of train tracks. And so finally, they have, Elon's been talking about this kind of bitterly for a while now. Finally, the Tesla parking lot has a grand opening no, on the, the 24th. Tesla, the Bart, I'm sorry. The Bart has. It's going to be like a Tesla parking lot. It's the, the it's Bart, not a parking lot. It's a freaking BART station. The BART station, it's called Warm Springs, is going to open on the 24th. And this is something that Tesla has been pushing for for ages now because that brings people basically to the backyard of Tesla factory. However. Yes. If you gentlemen got an invitation, let's say you were part of the Bay Area Rapid Transportation Inner Circle. Yeah. And you got an invitation to this it's opening. Online. How would you get there if you were a person? Like you're like, oh, it's an opening to a train well, station. It's a train station. I'll probably take the train there and uh, and see the festivities. No, you can't go that way. You have to drive to attend the opening of a train station. And isn't it ironic? <laughs> Where is Atlantis when you need it? <laughs> she are, needs to redo that. They yeah, have a special bus service that can take you there, and it is handicap accessible. Oh, that's great. And then there is a drone flyover yes. in this BART.gov about projects updates uh, thing. Oh, my Lord. It is the worst music I have ever it's heard. It's not Atlantis, Martin. It's like... It's like nightclub electronic music. It's not Atlanta Marisette. No, it's not. It's like it's like again. It's like 
I don't even know what it is. It's some I tried sort of to, nightclub music. I tried to protect you from this. I actually pulled a screenshot <laughs> from the video where they're doing this flyover, and you can see the BART station, and in the background... But you on, posted flyover video, and I had to push it because it said drone flyover video. Okay, what true. do I like better than autonomous washing machines? Yes. And autonomous automobiles? Yes. Autonomous cameras flying all over the place. Absolutely Which not. aren't really autonomous because you're controlling them yourself. So and so whatever. in the background of this picture, we'll put in the show notes is this huge gray structure and that is the tesla factory and so this thing is literally a stone's throw from the tesla factory but you can't take it to work yet because they didn't build the bridge over the other train tracks. Well, but Tesla's doing a shuttle service. They actually have it in their master plan, and they'll be driving folks probably in these little minivans that are going to just circle around and around and around and around. (laughs) I wish they would be electric. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe they could shuttle them in nice Xs. So does Tesla. Mm, With the doors open. The doors open because they won't close because the latch doesn't work. So I imagine that lots and lots of folks are going to now start taking the... BART to the Warm Spring Station opens on the 25th for actual real service and avoid the parking lot because the parking lot is so messed Tesla's up. Tesla's been clamoring for this to open. Yes, Melvis? Hey, Google, <laughs> play Atlantis Morissette. All right, check out this Atlantis Morissette radio mix on YouTube. Hey, 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 oh, so lovely. Yeah, Where'd she go? She's still around. Really? You know her song... This is it. ...is not at all about irony. It's about tragedy. I heard two professors talking about it. Yeah, none of it's irony. None of it. Not one of those examples. Sorry, Atlantis. We're done with you. Let's talk about the batteries, uh, Gigafactory and storage. So San Diego is about to install a massive flow... Uh, battery. The so woman from progress from the the woman from the insurance company. The flow, <laughs> not the, that flow. That's a very has, local joke. That's TVs here, just energy. in Southern California. No, this is <laughs> from Computer World, and they said, uh, and we haven't talked about this much. These flow batteries are like uh, a usual sort of battery, except they're in liquid form, and they use val vanadium vanadium <laughs> vanadium. <laughs> wait, let him let him struggle. Vanadium. Oh, we got it. Vanadium. Good job, buddy. Vanadium. So they use vanadium instead of lithium. I have a knife at home made out of vanadium. Do you? Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever heard oh, of it. Oh, Tom's up Is that with vanadium? That. No. Oh, it's just a knife. <laughs> He's going to stab us in the heart if we get things wrong. So they changed uh, to sort of different redox states of this vanadium, and it's in a liquid form. And I guess what's cool about this is that although – for small batteries, it's much more expensive than lithium-ion mm-hmm. battery, but at scale, it's cheaper than lithium-ion, mm-hmm. and you basically can add more and more storage just by putting more and more liquid tanks into this thing, and it doesn't increase the cost very much, and you can cycle this puppy many, many times without losing capacity. So for installations like here in San Diego, if you want to have sort of a pika plant, a lot of people are talking about it's probably not going to be lithium. It's going to be this stuff. And I wonder who's going to win the battle for putting in big installations at electric factories. Is it going to be these flow batteries or is it going to be the lithium-ion Tesla batteries? I think it'll come down to both, to be honest with you. I think some people will choose this and some people – like some municipalities might be like, well, let's start with this size. And this is sort of future-proof 
for us if we need to add another couple of tanks. Our costs don't increase exponentially. A lot of people don't like them because the big tanks are sort of unsightly. Let's just call them. They don't look like mm-hmm. super sexy Tesla power packs, which they just I don't have care. to paint them white. I don't care what my power plant looks where like did, on why some level. Paint them white. Why don't you paint them with like children skipping and dancing in a forest scene and some elves? Because you're going to upset the elf uh, elf lobby. I think they should be rainbow colored. That'd be cool. Like if some of them are dark purple and then red and yellow. And like these things look very them. cool. If you look at the pictures, you get to see inside of them. Mm. Uh, this is just another another step on the route to sustainability. I think there may be other types of batteries we haven't even put into our minds yet. At least us three on the show, since we know so little about batteries. Yeah, I don't put any of this into my mind. This is a great article in Commuter Word, by the way, with lots of info. And a little blurb at the bottom, at the base, at the middle, at the very end of it about John Goodenough, the inventor of the lithium-ion battery, Mm -hmm. who's been working on the solid-state lithium-ion battery. And only one thing came to mind. His name was John Goodenough. Can you imagine if he lived up to his name? We wouldn't be standing here today. He'd be like, hey, John, this battery works for about 10 minutes. And he'd be like, yeah, that's good good enough. enough. Uh, Let (laughs) us battery. That's good enough. Yeah. Forget it. But he didn't. He He pushed forward. They make a point in here that this is a specific type of battery for an application that has a lot of space, like utilities typically have a large space, as do large companies that have like a portion of their parking lot they can devote to this. But if you wanted to do something like this in your home, it would take like half of your garage. So it's not really practical based on its size, but I like how it can be ramped up. They can increase the capacity by just pumping in more of the redox material, this fluid, and I think it's great. The more uh, solutions that we have on tap that Mm -hmm. work in specific uh, situations, the more we're going to get renewable energy. I couldn't put uh, take up half of my garage because where would I put my foosball table and my treadmill? Exactly. In this article, they looked out at the sort of business side of energy storage, and they're expecting that this market will grow by 6x in the next uh, six years. Technically just under an order of magnitude. Is that what we're seeing? And yeah. More if than Tesla grabs a lot of that, it will be a big company. Hey, we did talk about this, but let's uh, go to inside EVs, which is uh, Tesla is about to transition to the 2170 cell in both the Model S and the Model X by the end of the year. So we know uh, this 2170 cell has got a little bit different chemistry. It's got higher density. And putting it into the S and the X is obviously inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. They're going to get rid of the old cells. But I asked this question, is this going to change anything in terms of range? Are they going to, you know, because they can shove more in, do they just lighten the car up and have a slightly smaller battery pack? But what I really care about is, is it going to change the speed of charging for version 3 superchargers? Are you going to need this cell to get that 5-minute 80% charge? So we just talked about this, and Mel just hit on another aspect of this that we had not covered before, right? It is less battery cells. Yes. More density. Yes. means technically, potentially less weight. So let's say you have an S. It's the same, but the battery pack is... Let's just call it 20% smaller, yes. 20% lighter, but the same kilowatt hourages. Yes. You're going to increase your range just because of the less heaviness. That's true. And so, you know, we've gone into the past before, but can we go into the future? I, I don't have a sound for future. It's not the same? No. Just run that backwards. backwards. Yeah. Oh, Satan. <laughs> 
So going into the future, I'm anticipating one more reason for Mel to be grumpy. Oh, good, because Go. that's what Give we need on Give it to me. I show. need that. I need something to live it's for. It's one year from now. Tesla. Uh, Mel has dumped his Model 3 reservations because he's already got too many Model whatevers. And he's sitting with his Model S. The, the weavy lines have been fixed. Miraculous. Woo-hoo. We're not listening to that anymore the <laughs> x-wing door the falcon wing doors have been fixed oh Woo-hoo. we're not we're not worried about that anymore but the model s that he got cannot charge in 10 minutes right the model s that he's got does not go 420 miles right <laughs> so this show can live on forever oh my gosh i'm perpetually going to have to upgrade my car it's a problem we've talked about it. this technology moves so fast that's why I want a one-year lease. One-year lease. Give me a one-year lease because I I'm going to buy my way out of an <laughs> economic and ecological disaster. might be better if you got a three-year, a three-month lease. I need no lease. I just need a fully autonomous car that picks me up whenever I need it. I'm Veruca Salt. Bring me another car, please. I want another car, Daddy. Oh, my Lord. Let's talk about uh, Google Sunroof. No. So VentureBeat does this little article, and I just use this. So Google Sunroof is a project, or Project Sunroof, I think it's called. Yes. Is this idea where you go onto the Google, mm-hmm. you go onto this little site, mm-hmm. and you put in your house address. Is it Project Sunroof? Is that the same? Uh, that's the one. <laughs> and it tells you how much uh, you can expect to make in terms of electricity if you had solar panels. Mm-hmm. How much that would save you. Mm-hmm. It's really very useful. Mm. But I think it is a theoretical maximum because I don't know how well they take into account the trees that might be shading your roof. They kind of just look at your roof and No, they, they talked about that on the on the page. They say they talk they bring shading into account. Yeah, but it's not quite true, Thomas, because for example, at my house I look at my house and I'm like, oh yeah, that's all good. They don't realize that the little tree mm-hmm. is now a big tree and it's shading a lot more. First so, off, it's Google they know. Oh, they, Google's they like sitting everything. around like Google's sitting around going like, I guess trees never grow. So this is always going to be the same. It's gonna be- and they don't leave. They don't lose leaves. No, in places they don't during lose the winter. leaves either. And they don't take into account the extraordinary amount of bird crap that goes on my solar panels <laughs> that I have to go up and clean every month. It's poor Google. They don't. Sorry, Google. They take nothing into account. Project Sunroof is failure. It's dead on arrival. Uh, Oh, wait, no, it's pretty cool. But what I want to know Go. more than anything, so they've yes. done this over the Estados Unidos? Yes. Right? The yeah, whole of the yes, entire yes. state. They probably have a theoretical total production amount of electricity that is possible using all the rooftops yes. of America. I want that number. I think we already know. I thunked that somebody <laughs> already worked that out at 60%. That if you put solar panels on every, every roof, roof it's that only you could 60? do 60% of the energy requirements for the U.S. So you'd still have to have some solar panels out in the desert. 60% of energy, like including... I don't remember whether it was just household and, and commercial energy or if it was all energy required, including cars and cats. I want to know, Mel. Please well, I'm going to find out for you next week. Well, but you know, I w- this is... The, you know, and so what are they doing in Nevada? They've taken a coal-fired power plant offline, replaced it with... Solar panels. I bought that solar power plant. I'm turning it into my evil lair. <laughs> Made out of coal nice. dust. Because you have to have like an old factory if you're going to become a supervillain. Right. And, and that one was the closest. Right. Yeah. And uh, 
Let's talk about superchargers because you know that there's not enough. You know that I'll always be angry about <laughs> superchargers, true. even though I don't actually use them very often hey, at all. Hey, Robert, before you start, yes, don't don't let Mel know. None of these are in California. Shh, don't let him see. Okay, Mel, well, cover your ears. Okay, go for the superchargers. So it was a pretty good week for superchargers, but I'll tell you at the end why I'm actually feeling quite depressed. Oh, God, not you too. I can't take it. I know. I need my MP Chara. And so if there are four new superchargers, which is a moderately good week. We said seven would be a great week. Really, what we need is a, a week of 28 every week. And so in Marabor, Slovenia, Slovenia is actually a really cool looking country. I've seen it on a couple of documentaries. I want to go there someday. They have like medical school that is free. What? Free at last. There's a note here. It says Maribo, Slovenia is the second most populated city, I'm assuming in Slovenia. In Slovenia, yes. And then next to it says it oozes harm charm. in quotation charm. Mark. Oh, it's charm. <laughs> charm. It oozes it charm. Harm. That's much better. Because usually I go through and, and try to correct uh, Johnny Herbert's uh, spelling, uh, Miss, Miss Bookins, over there. But I didn't uh, notice that one. And it's a place that's natural for Mel, uh, for, uh, Mel to go visit because they are known for their wines. There's two wine regions. What kind of wines? Like the Rieslings? No, they were names that I think are Slovenian wine names. I didn't recognize them. Chardonnay. <laughs> that's, that's I assume Slovenia. that the wine is either red or white. Wow. Really going out on a limb there, bro. Okay, next, where else? Next, Klamath Falls, Oregon. That's uh, what that's in the United States. Oregon's in the United States, and it's very close to California. It's not in California, though, it's oh, in it's fact not? it's in fact on the road between Northern California and Bend, Oregon. It's not the I five. It's the other route. Shout out to Rob Orman in Bend, Oregon. What, what, Rob? I'm coming to visit you, and I'm going to Kalamath Falls, and I'm going to charge up. Isn't what, there what? like the golf thing up there too that you did? Uh, yeah. There? Well, no, it's on the other side. No, oh, never mind. Then. I know that is that's towards Bend. You're right. That is towards Bend, Oregon. He's living on the other side. Yeah, yeah. He's, in, so, he's in Bend. Yeah, at Bend and Dunes, somewhere over there. Yeah, he's in Bend. Charge up. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Then go on. Let's go to France, Langon, France. It's just inland from Bordeaux, and also known for great wine. Yeah, and Bordeaux. Now they make the red wines in Bordeaux. So. Yeah, they make some pretty hot wine. And then Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What? What? Also known as Cowtown. Why? Because right. they have a famous Calgary Stampede, a massive July rodeo. Boo. The problem with Alberta, and is maybe this will help, is that it is also the home of the oil industry of Canada. Not a good thing. We will have to encourage those folks to move towards a renewable future. And so there's a bunch of other uh, superchargers permitted, Traverse City, Michigan, New Rochelle, New York, a couple more under construction, El Paso and Warwick, UK. We'll talk about those. But what was making me feel a bit under the under under the weather? No, mm-hmm. under the charm and the excitement was that I was listening back a year ago at the Model 3 reveal. And I was like, what was it that Elon said? And he said, we are going to double the superchargers by the end of 2017, Do-do-do. which would mean we would go to... 3,600 to 7,200 superchargers. And then I looked at the sort of graph that on mm-hmm. this website that we follow, Supercharger Info, I believe that's what it's called, uh, where I'm bringing a lot of these numbers to you. And unfortunately, if you look at that graph, the increase in the number of superchargers. He's showing from, us the graph, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, from 2000 and, whoops, 2003. 
14 through mm-hmm. now is roughly 200 superchargers a year. Okay. And if right now we have about mm, 850 superchargers, we are only going to get to 1,150 superchargers by the end of this year. That doesn't make any sense, though, because it says it will double to 7,200. 7,200 total. Like plugs. 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 So we could be getting close to that. Yeah, I don't think we're getting close fast enough. There What's needs the to be more. Can oh. I just say it? What? There needs to be more there does. faster. There does. If there is going to be a huge increase in the number of Teslas, and there is this year, we need a huge number of superchargers that I won't be using, but I will be whining about. And to circle back to my conversation that I had with my curling friend, that is her, her biggest concern is where am I going to charge it? I can't charge it in my apartment. And I was like, you know, I said, how much do you commute? And you get into that whole thing. But mentally, emotionally, in the head, people want to know there are literally a place to charge their car everywhere. They just can't get past that aspect of it. It's a, a big deal. Uh, range anxiety is important. So we need more superchargers. But let's talk about SpaceX. It Please. launched its expendable Falcon 9 with the Echo Star 23 into space. Did it work? It went swimmingly. And then it swam. So SpaceX put this... Because <laughs> it's in the ocean. In the water. It's, funny. it's more floatily. I don't think it was swimming. It was floatily. And so Sinking. you remember that when they put a Dragon capsule up onto the International Space Station, which is low Earth orbit, that weighs about 5,000 pounds. Dragon. This, this EcoStar 23 satellite is massive, 12,000 pounds. That's heavy. And they had to put it into this geosynchronous transfer orbit, which is much further out than the International Space Station. So they used every last molecule of kerosene. That's like halfway to Mars. That's a, it's not, it's but it's across a across the universe. It's a long way. It's a, <laughs> it's a ton far away. How far is it? Well, you've got your long ton. Mm-hmm. You've got your short ton. Mm-hmm. You've got your metric ton. Mm-hmm. You've got your, your American ton. You've mm-hmm. got your Washington, but still by far the biggest is the ton. Unless you were Tom on a camping trip oh. and then you got your ton. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was going there, I'll be honest. We were talking last week, and yes, in fact, they did ditch the legs, they ditched the grid fins, the heat shields, everything. They stripped this baby down, and they didn't expect to see anything when it came back. And it went off with a hit, without a hitch. It was great. It looks fun. You can see lots of stuff, a lot of media. There's no camera, right? There's no all, all those GoPros that show like the rocket and all of these things coming back and landing. Sorry, not there. But they do have some video and media on the website. Check it out. And also, just yesterday, which will be like three days ago when you hear this, SpaceX Dragon came back from the International Space Station, they sort of made a big deal of it because when the Russians go up there and uh, I think the Boeing group sends stuff up there, they don't have a return option. Those spacecraft are not designed to come back, but Dragon is. And every time they bring Dragon back, it's another test to see how well it will do with people. And people and traveling to space is one of SpaceX's big goals. So they splashed down the Dragon capsule. It had another like 5,400 pounds of science experiment and gear from the International Space Station. And gear meaning poop. Poop. And, <laughs> yeah. I knew. 
we couldn't escape that. What? But it's poop. There's poop on it. There is poop on it. But there was a return of the mechanism that they are experimenting with, this robotic refueling technology, so that they can take up the sort of like tow truck in space, you know, AAA, hey, hey there, we're here to fix your satellite. We need to put some more batteries in your satellite. You and went in so many odd directions up. with that sound effect. First off, good. they knocked on the door. Yeah. I've never had AAA do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then some bizarre and then southern, and some southern guy. I've also never seen that guy tow truck driving, but I digress. And just imagine, they take a satellite that was up there for 15 years, mm-hmm. recharge it, fix it all up, shine the windows, and knock it out back on its way to do another 15 years of work without having to even launch another one. Mm, That's so great. And of course, all of these launches and landings occurred at night because CGI is easier to do at night and these are all fake. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, last week I said that, uh, you know, there was a problem with... You know, there's a problem with my camera. I got the wavy lines and they could fix it with uh-huh, some math. Yeah. And I said, oh, it's kind of like the Hubble telescope because uh-huh, yeah. the Hubble telescope's way up there and they didn't sort of uh, have the, the right sort of configuration for the lenses and they just fixed it with math. Well, Mike um, Brexit, it's not Brexit, but the- Brixius. Brixius says, uh, Mel, <laughs> they didn't just do it with math. They did it with math. And lenses. Yeah, they did, it, they did it with math that they used to build the thing that they went up there and the spaceman, the, the NASA, the astronaut, uh, the, the, I believe The guys you. in the tow truck goes up there and they, hey, hey, no, no, Mr. Hubble, they not, they I, I want to fix your glasses. Oh. We'll give you a new pair of glasses oh, here. Oh, my God. It's Mater. Yeah. Um, and, and I knew this, but clearly last week... I believe I was not paying attention to the ramblings of your madness because you were losing your last week for maybe the first three hours of the show, yeah. which is the show. Oh, Look, my let's, goodness. Uh, let's, let's do some apps and media oh and then we'll get into the letters. It's been a good week for apps, I think. Uh, let me tell you about um, the media that I want you to go listen to. If you are interested in the healthcare debate and the repeal of Obamacare <laughs> and what's it get it replaced by – but you don't want it all in doctor speak and PhD speak because it's really hard. I suggest you go to Dan Carlin's Common Sense, which I think I've talked about before. He has a one-hour episode as a non-doctor uh, person describing Obamacare and describing the new uh, you know Trump that, care. You know what it's called? Trump care? <laughs> Trump care? Ryan care? Whatever you want to call it. I was brushing my teeth and when I spit, I thought, that's the acronym. The American Health Care Act. Ugh. It's kind of interesting because a lot of people aren't going to be covered. And he goes through, I just find it interesting. 23 million. Check it out. And then, of course, uh, in terms of shows, I've got to talk about Supergirl. I really like <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> you know what? There are three things I like. I like, uh, uh-huh. I like spaceships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like movies where everybody dies. Okay, good. And I like superpowers. <laughs> Pretty much summarizes my one more thing. Television, princess cups. I like princess cups <laughs> with people with dysfunctionally large eyes. Go on, please. Who else has got something? Uh, to this week's podcast. I cannot tell you how this podcast has changed my life. Really, it's cha- literally changed the way that I think about things. What? It literally, 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 not figuratively, not a Joe Biden, and not literally. in another way. Actually, literally has changed. I listened to this podcast. I came up with 
two genius ideas right after that. The design of business? The design of business, the business of design. So this is a podcast where two people, a lovely man and a lovely woman, speak to a designer in business, uh, an architect, a logo designer, a writer, just anybody who's interested in design. Start at the beginning, season one, episode one, if you please, and move from there. I'm into episode five, and I will tell you, it is spectacular. Yeah, and I'm going to add that to my feed. And I just downloaded it. app of the day is an app that was turned on by my fellow electric car enthusiast, Mr. Paul Jordan himself. It's called Rome from onx maps which i think is supposed to be onyx maps but i didn't want to confuse you if you tried to find the why it's called Rome. it's a gps app for your phone yeah that works when you're offline as well really right so because your phone i don't know if you knew this gentleman about your phones your phones they're smart yes they have a gps chip upon them yes so when you're not in cell service you're in geopolitical satellite serviceal <laughs> orbit. Well, that's what GPS stands well, for, Well, right? provided you have a fairly new phone. My phone is pretty fairly new. Yeah. And so this app has a lot of overlays. You can get the whole United States. You can buy just the thing. There are some in-app purchases, a part of it. But if you're out there and you use a GPS and you know how much those devices cost, yes. I believe it's like 10 bucks a year yeah. for this service. Pretty cool. But it does go through the cell network or you – No, you, you can you, use it offline. There's a button you can gotcha. push in there that says use maps offline. So then it will use the GPS and it will show your local trails yeah. or your local off-roading tracks if you're an enthusiast. So this is good if you want to do like a marathon or a 5K, a place where a bunch of people Correct. run mm-hmm. and you want to have your data, your yeah. stats. Unfortunately, whenever like 900 people get together in mm-hmm. one place to – access the internet Mm -hmm. and the data network, they overwhelm it and a lot of people don't get on. So this would be a great way to avoid having to buy yet more technology. I'm overwhelmed. That sounds cool. What are your picks? Well, so I'm going um, low tech. That is the sound. This is the sound of a newspaper that I just fell in love with while I was in Washington. When you're looking up political articles, CNN, C-SPAN, Fox, whatever you like to look at, listen to, you know, quite honestly, I think it is so poor. It's like a four out of 10 at best because I'm trying to find like an article that really gives me the meat And the details like meat and potatoes, I want what I need to know and not a lot of superfluous BS that just gets me to click on. And so I found (laughs) Roll Call. I've seen this before, but I never took to it like I did this trip. Roll Call is a newspaper that's printed and distributed on Capitol Hill. They have a website. And what I'm going to open up to is a very, very like clear and easy to decipher graph of the different competing healthcare plans Can you right guys now. see that? There's five of them. Did you know there were five competing healthcare plans I right did now? Not. Other than the House AHCA ugh, plan. So this gives details. It's easy to read. This newspaper is literally, what, like 12 pages long? It's not very big. And it's, it's not politically uh, slanted. And it just rips into people the BS that they're talking about. And it doesn't, it doesn't like harp and go on and on and on. It's called Roll Call. It's available online. I'll put the link in the show notes. Rollcall.com. Rollcall.com. And the people on the Washington 
were all a buzz when I was there about this road trip, and it's in the roll call. It, it, did you hear about this on the news? The road trip? No, Tom. I, I don't think Tom heard about the road Tom's trip. Busy reading. Well, I didn't hear about the road trip. I know he's taken to roll call. He's a subscriber now. I'm trying to see who publishes it. Oh, <laughs> Is roll that call okay? does. Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks. Go for it. Thanks a lot. Roll call publishes it. Yeah. Appreciate it. They're backed by aliens. And they're, they're owned by a, a, a large media company, but this thing's been around since the 50s. It says an economist group business, so I wonder if it's by The Economist. I think it is. But so this whole story about Republican Will Hurd, and uh, he's a representative, and uh, the Democrat was Beto O'Rourke. And these two decided to take a road trip together. They got in a car in Texas, and they spent like two days, three days driving to Washington, D.C. in a car together, recorded it, their conversations. It's a lot of it's on YouTube. And this is sort of a miraculous thing. Two opposite party representatives coming together and they actually came to terms. They talked. They decided that each other's bill was worthwhile. They became sponsors of each other's bill. They're doing absolutely the opposite of what we've been seeing in Washington and hearing about. And this was really positive. In fact, they even made mention in the article about how their staff, right? One is a group of Republicans, another group of Democrats. They don't typically cross the aisle. They had to get together to make a welcome home party for them. And how Really positive. This whole experience was. Kumbaya. I would never have known about this. Yeah, this is how this is how politics is supposed to work. Done. I love it. Beautiful. We need uh, uplifting stories like that. Let's do letters. We've got a ton of them, but we're going to do them quickly as always. John Kelly is one of 150,000 people that uh, sent in letters this week about taxes. People love taxes, and so. Um, it's very U.S.-centric, and I don't want to bore people too much, but one of the things he said is that the U.S. gas tax, which was supposed to be used for infrastructure and highways and stuff, kind of got frozen in 1993 and hasn't been increased for inflation. And so one of our problems is that uh, we need to fix that. There's a great Forbes article that he links here. If you're in the U.S. and you're interested in tax, which apparently 90% of the people who listen to this program are, you can uh, read it. But he said – so this was in response to our conversation about the gas tax not going – or, or not being high enough and not going to roads. And his point was that we were wrong, that that money hasn't gone to roads in a long, long time. And that is incorrect. According to this article, in 1993, the gas tax was frozen. And prior to 1997, the government had been playing a little fast and loose with those gas tax funds, right? Putting it into the general fund and not putting it. But in 1997, they reversed that. So since 1997, all of the money that has been going towards gasoline tax has theoretically been going towards fixing roads. However, better gas mileage, less gas, you know, uh, no increase of inflation of the gas tax. For 20 years. For since 1997. It's a very long time. And, and, and in this Forbes article, I believe they talk about how many hundreds of billions of dollars could have been raised had it been keeping up with inflation. Yeah. And now the problem is when you don't do this, right, yes. for, you know, keep up with inflation 1%, 2%, 3% a year, whatever that is. Right. Now, to get there, it would feel like this amazing jump in, right. in, in increase. So, like, you just can't you do say, it. you say, like, kicking the can? 
Yeah, yeah, it's just it's terrible. Down the pothole road. It's really a problem in this country that uh, the infrastructure spending, which we all agree we need to do, we don't want to do. And it's kind of like your house. You're told when you buy a house that you should spend approximately 1% of the value of your house per year in maintenance. But nobody does that. So year 10 comes around, you're like, I need new copper and I need to paint. And I'm like, my God, it's like $100,000. I haven't got $100,000. termites. But if you had it done a little bit per year, it's better. Don Miller says uh, EVs without superchargers is a problem. And he links to an article from Green Car Reports, which basically awesome. says if you have a Bolt, it's a great car. But if you want a car, and we've said this a million times, if you want it to be a real car, if you want to go driving around, looking at uh, the national parks and going to visit friends that are 1,200 miles away, it sucks to own a Bolt. The only car that really does this is a Tesla because of the supercharger network. So this article is a diary of a young lady and her daughter who went to look at colleges in up and down the state of California. So we have a pretty good charging infrastructure. Right. She got a 238-mile uh, range bolt, and she hit the I-5. Oh, wait, no, she didn't hit the I-5 because there are no CCS chargers on the I-5, according to this article. So she had to make a longer route. And it's basically, this article is very interesting because it's one person's experience yeah. with long-distance, non-supercharging driving, and she didn't love it. She no. loves the car for her daily commute. But again, if you want a real world information about how the Bolt would work driving distances, this is the article for you. Yeah. Thanks to Don Hall for giving us this article, this first person report. This is what Chevrolet needs to see. This is what I think all of the people who have electric cars who you know are rabid and excited about them we have a ways to go. We need more cars that have actual possibility for being as practical as possible. And maybe this means we need to have that sort of variable network with those little tiny Yokohama cars for when you just need to work around your neighborhood. And then if you want to go on a trip, she's from San Jose. She wanted to see California colleges. You need an actual like long distance electric car. And maybe we don't need to own all of that. With infrastructure. With infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah, it just says again and again and again, Tesla so smart, um, we're going to build our own supercharger network because yours isn't fast enough and you're not building it out fast enough. It is the key to this car. It is the absolute key. It's a great car for lots of other reasons, but it is a replacement for your gas car because of the supercharger network of which there is not enough superchargers. Corey Boiling says, uh, in China, one of the ways they get people into EVs is that you get your registration and your plates much faster if you buy an EV than if you get an ICE car. And he was wondering, like, what other sort of incentives would work in other countries? So here in the US, we like ourselves a good tax credit. So we (laughs) use tax credits for people who buy EVs. The problem with tax credits is that they always favor the people who pay the most taxes. So that's the rich people. We always do the best out of those. We do do white stickers. We do the HOV lane. So in uh, California, for example, if you want to drive by yourself, which most of us do, and go to work, and they have some lanes on freeways where you have to have two or three or four people in the car, or you can have a sticker. sticker. And if you've got a fully electric car, you can get one of these HOV There's stickers. There's also Fast Pass, which occurs in lots of U.S. cities, which is a little box you keep in your car up on your windshield. It allows you to go into these special lanes or highways that have been built with private funding that uh, typically you might pay two, three, four dollars for one trip on that highway or across that bridge. Toll roads. Toll roads, yeah. And well, they that's... use FastPass now to cross the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know if you gentlemen knew that. They got rid of the the thing. You have to have a FastPass to pay. To that's get... good. Yeah. 
And so you get a fast pass. You get to put it on the three setting here in Southern California, meaning you're a carpool. You don't have to pay to go into the fast pass lane. You just have to stick this ugly box up on your windshield. People have done other stuff like allowing cars to drive in the bus lanes, dedicated bus lanes. So there's lots of different ways to do it. But I say this at the end. I was thinking about all this stuff. You know what the key is? The key is that uh, if this car, if these electric cars can cost the same as your ICE car and is better and is cheaper to run and is more fun, incentive's not required. Yeah. The car itself is the incentive. It's just better, better, better. Carbon. My son drove Grandpa's Bolt for the first time, and he's like, holy smoke, that is a fantastic car. That's the car I want, small, zippy, and great. And I said, not today, son. Carbon tax. And you said, no, you will drive the Model 3, and you will like it. Dennis Rizzo, <laughs> talk to us about um, this guy that made the lithium-ion battery, but we've talked about it three times, so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Marsa yeah, Are you saying M. you've done a good enough job? Yes. Good enough. <laughs> See what he did there. Marsa M good says, one. stop whining about taxes in the US. They are low. <laughs> and actually, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if... <laughs> stop whining. If you look at U.S. taxes and U.S. corporate taxes, and you heard this during the elections, they are so high, they're so high. Well, it turns out the effective corporate rate and the effective taxation rate here in the United States, because we like ourselves a good deduction, is significantly lower than most other countries in the world. You know what we have that other countries don't have, though, Mel? Infrastructure. Massive amounts of debt. Infrastructure. No universal health care. dirty, dirty water. And it's Thank a you. huge problem. And very, very, very expensive universities, public and private. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. I just got the uh, estimated uh, cost for my son for one university, and it was $64,000 a year. And it's a community college. <laughs> that is and it's high school. Uh, Diego Cuervero has got a lot of things here, and he says, you know, I told you last uh, week about the guy who had an eight-month wait to get his Tesla fixed. He sends us a link to saying the guy got his Tesla back. Thank you very much. And, and, and they announced that they're going to double the number of service centers like in a month that can fix bodywork. And that Tesla is going to review all the body shops that they have, quote, authorized. And if they're not doing a good job, they're out of there. Do you think they listened to the show and it was because of us? I'd like to think so. Think Probably they're, so. They're blaming the auto body shops for? Some of them. Some of them are maybe dicking around. Other ones aren't getting enough parts. They're, they've actually dedicated a team to solve this. That was on that short earnings call just mm. this last week. I'm he on also the quarter said- panel team. Sorry. He also said that there's a, a little conference going on in Oregon and that we should go up it there and cool. check it out. It looks cool. EV Roadmap. So I clicked on it. EV Roadmap Conference in Oregon. It looks like they have some really cool things. We definitely should go. We probably won't, though. Jim Klasmeyer has uh, lots of stuff he wants to say about tax because everybody wants to be- talk about tax. And we're going to start a new podcast called Talking Taxes. <laughs> we are uh, so, so absolutely not going to start that. And so I taxes. Wa- we're talking taxes. I won't read it, but the important thing here is that he's got a daughter is at the University of Nebraska and she's studying chemical engineering and they have an exchange program with Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, my alma mater. So, yep, yep. Chemical engineer in the house. Caesar Deschamps. 
I don't know how to pronounce nice. your name. Is I'd that right? say that's awesome. So he says, says, now he's going to tell you that you're the smartest. He's got a great question. He says this. Look, if EVs cost so little to run, like you say, mm-hmm. why the F is Tesla charging so much to get an extended service warranty? Tesla wants $475 a year and $850 in the last year. And he says it costs him only 100 bucks to get his ICE car sort of lubed up and fixed every time he goes. So I looked at this and I looked at the BMW 7 Series. And they cover the cost of getting uh, maintenance for the first three years. But then if you want to buy the extended service warranty, it is $4,000 a year for the first three years, and then it's $4,800 after that. So comparing... For the BMW? For the BMW. Mm -hmm. So comparing an expensive car to expensive car, the Tesla is less... And I think these warranties are after the first three years for testing. But you're talking about maintenance or extended warranty. Mm, uh, Very different things. So You went to very different things. The maintenance plan actually does save you a slight amount of money if you did service your Tesla exactly as they recommend every year and the service goes up in price each year. So in other words, your first year might be like $475 where they only replace your windshield wipers, fill up you know, your washer fluid, wipe the car down, uh, check your brakes, check your alignment, that sort of thing. And it seems like it's a lot of money. But actually, as you go along, you get your second service, 24,000 miles, third service, 36,000 miles, fourth service, 48,000 miles. The amount that they do each time increases. So the truth of the matter is that it will save you a few bucks. But on the other hand, how many people actually take their Tesla in that often? The answer is Mel. very few. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets taken in for broken, but you're right. I don't take mine in for the routine service because it doesn't need it. Yeah. It's like, oh, my windshield wipers are kind of crappy. How many miles has it been? Oh, 20,000 miles. Oh, maybe I'll take it in for the service now. You know, so really, the Teslas need so little service unless you're Mel and everything on your Tesla breaks. Thank you. Road use tax. Here's another person who wants to be at, uh, talk about road use tax. And uh, he's from Melbourne. And uh, that's all that matters. His name's Les from Melbourne. People really want to talk about tax. And I really don't want to talk about tax any. But we talked about it a lot on the show because it was important. But we don't. We part don't of know the what gas taxes versus the roads. We don't know what we're doing, and I think it needs to be a proper discussion about how to do it properly. I think this whole like uh, making the speak of taxes, the considering of taxes, somehow like vile and like the devil is just really shooting us in the foot. It's like saying, "I'm not going to brush my teeth. Never, never, no more brushing teeth." And then your teeth start falling out, and you're like, "Hold it's on a second, my teeth are going to fall now." It's too late now. I got to go home. It's just maintenance. (laughs) We need to keep our society maintained, be that our people with their health, be that our roads with the coverings, whatever. Our air needs to be kept clean. I just want to live in the moment, Robert. Man, I just want to live in the the moment. moment, Christy Morgan is a fan of the show. She works at Tesla HQ and she says, have your PR department get you into those events. And then she links us to the fake EV ad from Saturday Night Live with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, where it's about a Mercedes that's an electric Mercedes, but it's run on AAA batteries. Yeah, Energizer Bunny Non-rechargeable, and it's hysterical. can you contact Tesla Press PR for us? Because we're pretty lazy. Now, Joel Sepp has a really (laughs) good 
letter here. And he's uh, one of those people that's also worried about really long days if you've got lots and lots of renewables with solar and wind. What happens? And he's particularly worried about this little <laughs> thing called Yellowstone. Yellowstone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you don't know, is a super plume volcano. Super plume volcano. And I'll be honest. He talks about, okay, if the, the Yellowstone volcano explodes, it's going to have issues about us being able to get our solar. Oh, yeah. If the Yellowstone volcano explodes in a big way, solar power is going to be the least of our problems. Yeah, did you know there's a super volcano around Mammoth? Yeah. Yes. And Mammoth and Bishop, California. This is sort of in northern eastern California. This super volcano is so amazingly super that when I was there and I heard all about it, I thought, when am I leaving? When am I leaving? So super but then volcano. when I realized if it goes off, it's end game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And Our species are Wasn't done. there a movie about the Yellowstone super volcano? Uh, 2012. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So Another good. good one. Yeah. So good because everybody does. Where so zombies? the point with these super volcanoes that blow up about every 65 million years is when they go big, <laughs> TikTok. they go big yeah. and they drop ash across the entire planet nice ash. and everything dies. Nice <laughs> so uh, he was saying that we should have a third wind, a third solar and a third fusion. Yeah. And there are some companies and people like Jeff Bezos that are really putting a lot of money into fusion. The problem with fusion, and I know that there's a big European alliance that is doing a big deal right now. The problem with fusion is that it always seems to be 20 years away because I was hearing about 20 years from now when I was five, we're going to have fusion reactors. And then when I was 30, 20 years from now, now I'm in my 50s, 20 years from now, we're going to have fusion uh, could we hurry up with the fusion already? Back to the future. Yeah, 20 years from now. But the nice thing about uh, this mix of energy usage is if this is a problem, there'll be only a third of us left that will right. need energy. That's true. In fact, I think there might be three of us left, so we'll be fine. <laughs> the problem is we can't eat electrons, and growing food is going to be a bigger issue. I can eat electrons. Clinton Marks uh, talks about invisible forces. What? And Clinton's from Cape Town, and he says he loves it. It's a beautiful South place. South Africa? In South Africa. But here's the problem in uh, Cape Town. He when, said specifically no jokes. Oh, sorry, Clinton. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is the real deal. When you are driving in South Africa, there's all these enormous wind gusts and you find yourself getting pushed around sometimes into oncoming traffic. How is autonomous vehicles going to deal with this? And I say, Clinton, because the autonomous vehicle is very fast, I think that it would compensate faster than a human being even in South Africa. I agree, especially if it has GPS coordination. Kip Spanbauer. Wow, those, that was terrible. Kip Spanbauer wants to talk about tax. I don't want to talk about it, but he says like... Spandau? Spandau Ballet. Spanbauer. More he, tax, more tax. He wants to talk about heavy dump trucks. They should be paying tax. Everybody wants to talk about tax. Now, no, he said else. they pay taxes. That's what he said. He said specifically that they I already are paying uh, heavy use I'm, tax. I'm skipping through fast because I don't <laughs> care about it because we can't do it properly. Diego Cuevero sends another thing, says Lucid has got a starting price. So the Lucid Air, which is an EV, <laughs> it's going to have a base price of 52000 It's going to be 240-mile range. Can you hear it? It's going to have 400 horsepower. Yeah. It's going to have all the autonomy needed for – all the hardware needed for uh -huh. autonomy. Yeah. It's going to have lots of screens. Uh -huh. Fully loaded version is going to be 100G. Uh -huh. That doesn't say anything about a charging network. Mm -hmm. And where is it? Is that the vaporware blowing <laughs> in the wind over there? I believe that's Robert's vaporware sound effect. Sort of Although... reminds me of like the beginning of that Elton John song. It was Gabor Liedenfrost, who was the guy that said he sat next to a friend who had level four autonomous driving in the X. And I went, 
I want to be a beta tester. I will put my life at risk so to get that. The way that he used this was, you know, that they have that summons thing, right, where you can you can get out of your car at your garage, right, and it'll go it'll go into the garage for you. So he he took this little tidbit and drove a ways away from his house and said, "Go park yourself," <laughs> and that's how he got it to work. Pretty Hilarious. cool. There's a couple of late uh, breaking uh, letters here. One's from Kevin R. Hi, Kevin. That says, uh, how long will it be until all the unlimited supercharging Teslas go away? Either they One fall apart or they crash. One and a half weeks. After that, Tesla will actually be making money out of supercharging and be able to build more super infrastructure. But there's probably a hundred and something thousand. It'll be maybe more than yeah, that. Yeah, they're not going away anytime soon. They're not going to be gone anytime Other soon. than the like, performance versions that get crashed and smashed and totaled. They'll be overwhelmingly uh, paid supercharging cars in a couple of years, there'll be so many more because production is going up so much. So many more. So I like that too. I want them to charge a reasonable amount for every time you use a supercharger so that they build more superchargers. Charge, don't charge. Andrew Bourne. Andrew Bourne. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Andrew Bourne wants um, taxes, taxes, taxes. He wants more taxes. It turns Again, out he's saying semi trucks already pay their they fair pay share up of to fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, they and take a there lot. are way stations. Don't you have way stations in California? Because heavy vehicles we have do. to pay. And again, uh, taxes are hard. Nobody knew. Nobody could possibly have known <laughs> how hard taxes. When were. we started discussing road taxes, we had no idea how difficult it would be. Tina Cloud wants to talk about taxes and says, if you put <laughs> lots of tax on car on tires, she did what? not like my tire idea at all. People are not going to change their tires; they're going to have bald tires. Those tires are going to slip around and crash and kill people. It's a bad idea. Excellent point, by the way. Very so good, I yeah. back away from my tire tax because I would drive them till they were slicks. Paul Burton links us to an art- uh, article and a video that I haven't seen, but it's about a Tesla Model X towing things around. I'll have to save that for next <laughs> towing, week. Ooh, towing things around. Christian, I have no idea of your name. Luz. Christian Luz? Sure. He's got this idea, which is or very she. good, and it goes back to what you were saying about charges. So Tesla has superchargers. Got it. Use those for long distances. Got it. But he lives in a city in Germany, in Berlin, where a lot of people live in apartments but have cars and they park on the streets. And so he wants to develop this idea of the Tesla Metro Charger, basically fast charging that's available in lots of metropolitan areas where people like him can go and charge really quickly and then go park their car, not being part of this, I'm driving a long distance, but I just need to charge in the city. Like and a I gas station. I don't want a level two charger. It's too long and if I go to Ralph's, the equivalent German version of Ralph's, if I go in there for 20 minutes, I want to come out, my charge, my car is full, and I can go park it. That's so he a wants supercharger. These, yeah. It's a supercharger, but it's for metro use. So basically yeah. saying I want more superchargers. That's what they're doing in China. Because in China, you can't charge your car in your living quarters. They have huge parking lots <laughs> in these in these condominium-type apartment buildings with no charging infrastructure, no build-out for charging infrastructure, and folks are stuck. And, you know, this is, again, more of a work in progress. This is sort of like needed to be fixed on the local scale. So for me, I had this major, major turnaround, right? I was so delighted that when I go to the hospital, I can charge my car and then drive home and charge my car, and I don't have to touch a supercharger. Right, Tom? Mm-hmm. Except last week, the hospital changed the chargers. Now, if you're there for more than four hours, you have to pay three bucks an hour to park. And what happened? I didn't know. I arrive at work. I'm shuttling between hospitals. I have 30 miles on my car and I need like, you know, 55 plus a buffer to get home. So 
I plug my car in, mm-hmm. I go into my shift, mm-hmm. and how many breaks do you think an emergency physician takes? Like, you know, to go to the bathroom, to sit down and have lunch, to go out and have a smoke. I know a lot how many of breaks? ER docs. My guess is you guys probably get three or four hours off during a typical, like, 12-hour shift. Yeah, so I worked 12 hours, <laughs> and I ran my ass off for the entire time. I peed mm-hmm. once. And then- and that was in your pants. I'm thinking, Better I gotta unplug the car. I gotta unplug the car. I gotta unplug uh-huh. the car. I get out there. $13 worth of charges. Damn. And I didn't, I, you know, I calculated the last time I was there for an entire shift and left my car plugged in. Oh, by the way, were there any other cars plugged in? No, no, there was not none. And so I, I calculated the last time that I charged an entire 12 hour shift and I got like $8 worth of electricity, which is thank you. Thank you. Hospital. You are supporting an EV driver who spent an enormous amount of money for a car that could go over 50 or over, I should say, reliably over 100 miles, which is only available now that the Bolt exists. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm paying like, whatever, one and a half times to park for that additional four or four and a half hours and getting not my money's worth on electricity, being penalized. And now I don't want to do that. So what can I do? Oh, Wait, I can drive another mile away from the hospital and f-ing supercharge. <gasps> so he said supercharge. And so, w- where's the economic benefit there? We need to have. But the a- hospital, I get that. But the hospital is trying to get infrastructure so the most amount of people. Now, yes, in your particular situation, there were no cars there at the beginning of your shift and there were no cars there at the end of your shift. But you don't know what happened in the interim because you didn't go out there. If you had gone out there, you would have moved your car. So I don't know the answer to that question. But they have to – they can't build an unlimited amount of chargers. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear that in the background? It's World War III. The feds are coming. They're pissed at Robert right now. It's the supercharger police. So what do you want them to and do? And what I don't understand about this... I just this think we m- need more chargers. Yes, we do need more chargers. But what I don't understand about this Metro Charger letter that we got yes. from Christian yes. is you're driving around generally, right? Yeah. And why do you need to constantly be supercharging? First off, you don't want to do that to your car. Second off, if you're just driving around town in your neighborhood, why do you need to charge that fast? If you have a car with... 280 miles of range. If you drive to the Whole Foods and you plug in for five minutes, you've gotten that range back. If you drive and you go into the Starbucks, God forbid, for 25 minutes and you're charging at level two, you're going to get some time back. So I think, yes, we need a lot of level two chargers, light pole chargers, right? Light uh, pole chargers. Like, uh, Parking meter chargers, yes. put them freaking everywhere. So that's, that's another fine, way. But to they do it. don't need to be level three. But he's saying that they need to be everywhere and super fast. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. If they're everywhere, Christian just wants like a gas station because in Berlin, which as you know is an old city, not so easy to rip streets up and put chargers, level two chargers in. Maybe the building where he lives is like you know. 500 years old and they're not going to be drilling holes in the wall because the wall will collapse or they don't want to disturb the building and put in a level two charger. So, you know, in some (laughs) of these other type of cities, not like Los Angeles where we live, there are other obstacles to building out a charging infrastructure. We need more smart people to work on smart grids and to get that charger capability to everybody. So do you feel like there's these metro chargers could be supercharging if you need it 
Yes. And regular charging if you don't. like, So you could be like, oh, you no, know what I, I would, in, a, in a perfect world, like for exactly those reasons, one way to do it is to put chargers everywhere. But if let's say you can't for infrastructure reasons, have really fast charging, supercharging in these centers and your car just goes and gets charged because you're a city dweller and you're in an apartment and just like, hey, car, go down to the metro, fill it up, come back but and that park. doesn't happen yet. Not yet, but it could. He's saying, we're talking about the future. Do you want me to do the future thing? Now backwards. War Satan. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Both times he said Satan. <laughs> Kyle, last one. Kyle Zolek says, sure. I need some more hype to be hyped up about. And uh, we're just waiting for another Model 3 reveal event for Mel to get all excited again. And so, that's but, true. But you I got excited. excited at the beginning of the show. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. Like last show, you didn't want the Model 3. This show, you do want the Model 3. Next show, you're going to want nine Model 3s, but you're going to want them all to have built-in solar supercharging. And the show after that, you're going to want a Model 3 with a Fudoraka cycle and a fission <laughs> generator. Fudoraka cycle? The pizza warmer. It was the pizza warmer in the Feeder, floor. Feeder, food erect cycle is the <laughs> is the is the way that the Jetsons ate. Really? Uh huh. How do you remember that? The food Eureka cycle? Uh, because I was a latchkey kid and I watched a lot of cartoons. <laughs> and that, my friends, is why you two are doctors <laughs> and I work for your bitches. Yeah, but I, but I, but I feasted. I feasted on um, Gilligan's Island. Oh, oh Gilligan's, Island. Gilligan's yeah, Island. But yeah, the professor. He was always solving problems. That professor. He made electricity out of coconuts and bicycle parts and... Got a really important email here to finish off with, it, and it's from Paul Carter. And Paul Carter is actually the creator of Model3Tracker.info. And we talked about it last week. There is actually a Model3Tracker.com, but it's just parked and nobody's using it. But anyway... He's the owner of Model3Tracker.com, and he wanted to make it very clear that he is not a Russian, and he's not out to steal credit card numbers. He's a big-time Tesla fan. He's well-known in the Tesla community. He's well-known by Teslarati, and he just wanted to say he's not a Russian hack. And we were talking also about Model 3 Counter, if you want to get a guesstimate of when you're going to get your Model 3. So to Paul, we're sorry for calling you a Russian spy, and thank you for your service to the Tesla community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're done. We've done two hours. Uh, there's so much more to talk about, but we just have to end it here because there's other stuff to do. Like, you know, you got to go poopy pants and you got to go wheeze. And, Mel has uh, to go flip a coin and decide if he wants a Model 3 next week. Why Why the hate? <laughs> oh, just because Goodness I have a schizotypal personality disorder doesn't mean I should be treated as if I have a schizotypal personality disorder. <laughs> You're right. Okay? I am. I'm sorry. I'll try to be a little more uh, Forgiving? caring. Can I just give everybody a heads up that nope, on March twenty seventh, yes, another Falcon Nine is going to go off from Launchpad thirty nine A. So keep your eyes open for that. That'll be as we're recording the next show. Can't see it from but here, but you though. won't hear it on the next show because the next show won't be out yet. I see. So you hear it now. That was so meta, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. His name is Tom Watson. That's true. That guy's Robert Robinson. My name is Mel Herbert, and we're out until next week. Drop the mic. Boom. Boom. Talking Tesla is a production of Foolyboo Incorporated. Produced by Mel Herbert and CC Herbert. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenblum. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. And finally, if you love the show, write us a review on iTunes.